I'm Jeremy Greer. There'll be peace when you are done. I'm Chris Moser. Lay your weary head to rest. I'm Stephen Bates. Don't you cry no And this is Monster of the Week, a creepy but necessary podcast about the TV show Supernatural. And we are here continuing our coverage of Season 2. My name is Jeremy Greer. You heard Chris earlier. Say hello, Chris. Hi, Jeremy. <laughs> you heard Steven earlier. This is all falling apart. I don't this know what great. to do. This is great. Keep it going. We just got to power through and get the giggles out. We'll be fine. <clears throat> I want giggles throughout. Chris, how are you doing tonight? I'm, I'm doing pretty good. And it, I think it's safe to say... Episode 3 of Season 2, the boys are back in town. The boys are definitely back in town. <laughs> Which technically is not actually accurate, because you need to wait till Season 2, uh, Episode 4, for the boys to be back into town, town. That's true. That, that, that would that would be where that joke works the best. So, please listen to my other podcast, Let Me Fix Your Jokes, at Tumblr.com. <laughs> um, what do we usually talk about on this show? What's been happening, Stephen? Uh, is that a prompt to do previously on? I'm going to have to edit the fuck out of this intro. <laughs> no, nope, just let it. Just let it go. We're going to do previously on. For the listeners out there, we have spent the last so hour fighting technical difficulties and um, talking about our, our extended drug use during the show. So uh, this is going to be a fun podcast. <laughs> Steven, right, catch so us up yeah. on the road so far. Yeah, so previously on Monster of the Week, the Winchesters found found themselves torn asunder as Sam and John butt heads over motivations while Ghost Dean has a heart-to-heart with a Reaper. Uh, Just before Dean can decide if he wants to be a frightener or not, Yellow Eyes makes a deal for John's soul in the cult, and Dean is again miraculously healed. The boys then touch base with Joe, Ellen, and Ash at the Roadhouse for a side quest (laughs) involving a killer clown. <laughs> one and two have uh, feelings and don't know how to express them. This will happen often. Get used to it. Excellent. Whew. Very well done, despite our active attempts to sabotage. Yeah, the there's a hunk. lot of action. <laughs> I think this part of it is only funny for us because people can't see <laughs> that we're changing Stephen's notes. <laughs> so, like this paragraph just keeps shifting around. <laughs> oh, these are three. Pretty good episodes. I uh, solid. Bloodlust is, is really, really good. Um, I guess mm-hmm. for the people out there, we're covering Bloodlust, we're covering Children Shouldn't Play With Dead Things, and then we're covering uh, Simon Said. So Bloodlust is going to do some really cool things. We're going to introduce us, get, get it introduced to a recurring character that's going to be mm-hmm. really interesting and super cool, and I've always liked the supernatural take on vampires, so yay for that. Uh, our <laughs> Children Shouldn't Play With Dead Things is just super gross. And then we continue with the grossness into Simon Said. But Simon Said at least touches on our metaplot quite a bit. So we're going to get to see some uh, some demon activities. Any thoughts, you guys, before we get into the, the main brunt of the episode? Brunt's not a word, by the way. The main, no, let's, the main let's section of the episode. Thing. Let's brunt it up. <laughs> let's, let's brunt go. this bad boy up. <clears throat> I hope that my audio doesn't cut out like it always does while we're trying to, while I'm trying to read a synopsis. But Whoa, let's, uh... Chris, you don't have to say the N-word. Jeez, dial it what? down. Guys, you guys, listen, you already <laughs> caught me in trouble. First you were defending the racist truck, <laughs> and now... People are going to start thinking you're serious, and I can't have that on there. <laughs> Chris, we all know you're a monster. It's fine. Please, God. <laughs> 
for new listeners times. out there, uh, Stephen d- does it quite a bit of work in writing episode synopsis of Swords each week, so mm-hmm. we don't have to go seek them out on the internet like normal people. And then yep. uh, we have Chris reading them every 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 episode at the beginning. So the audio likes to drop out while I'm doing. It. Absolutely, Chris. Do you want to do you want to give us the synopsis for season two, episode three, Bloodlust? Yeah, honestly, I'd love to, Jeremy. Thank you for asking. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> is the only good vampire a dead vi- vampire? That's a question to keep in mind for this guy. Is the only good vampire a dead vampire? Seems like a no-brainer. <laughs> then Sam and Dee discover a nest of undead who have forsworn. I'm intentionally leaving this type of win because it's spelled the way... You're not supposed to read. <laughs> This is unlistenable. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Drinking human blood needed protection from an obsessed vampire hunter. I don't, I don't even know what I just read. Let's just let's get past it. <laughs> There's vampires, and they're asking if any of them are... Well, the first thing in this episode, and I'm very glad that uh, Netflix has this, is if you actually, you know, don't skip the intro, if you rewind all the way to the beginning, we get we get a nice wheel-in-the-sky intro, which is always yep. super fun. Yeah. Um, but then we get our cold open, which is like a, a woman... Running in the woods. It's a kind of a classic horror movie setup. She's like obviously being chased by somebody. She hides behind a tree. She's like peeking around the corner. Like this is, I've seen this a thousand times in horror movies. And um, sure enough, the camera po- pulls back. There's like a robed figure. A blade it looks like comes Jack out. the Ripper or something. <laughs> it looks yeah. like Jack. It, it does look like it looks like uh, Uncle Death from Let It Die. <laughs> like, <laughs> this like curved blade comes out and he just like chops this poor woman's head on. Head Which off. this is a. a I, I guess we'll get into it later, but I really like what this cold open is actually doing because like they're taking. Not only have we seen this a thousand times in horror movies, this is a pretty standard setup for Supernatural at this point. Where we see a helpless uh, victim in distress and then, you know, blood splatters onto a thing and then, you know, supernatural. And uh, this actually gets twisted on its, no pun intended, on its head. uh, Pretty cool in a a real cool way in a little bit. Yeah, this is fun. And then we come back from that cold open with uh, a hell of an opener. (laughs) Yeah. They finally yeah, hit us with wow. uh, with back in black again. I think this is the second time they've used this song, uh, but it's no less effective now that after what we just saw, especially in the last episode, where Dean beats a hole into the <laughs> Impala with his feelings. Um, <laughs> they did, uh, an extended thirty second um, montage of the Impala driving down the road and showing how it's shiny really and new and beautiful it looks. And goddamn, if that is not a nice car. It is an extremely nice car. I love I love the time shifted here. So like we just they're just not going to worry about like the five or six weeks before this. Um, and Dean is just super happy. Like he is, man. He's cheerful. He's on a case. He's got his rod done. Like he's just he's yeah. on top of the world right now. Like this is to the point where you know, like Eddie says, like seasoned uh, viewers, we probably know he's about to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, they're setting yeah. us up for a major fall here, here. This is the equivalent of putting health packs before an empty room filled with half More largely, what it is. <laughs> <laughs> and I think this is probably the last time Dean's going to be happy, at least in this episode. Like, yeah, probably the, the rest, rest of, of his show. life. <laughs> the, I mean, there's a couple of times where he gets happy, but like. This might be it's the, like here, the end of season five and beginning of season six, and then that's it. Yeah, sure. That's all we get. <laughs> but, uh, but what's our case, Chris? What, what are the boys actually chasing? They are chasing... They're chasing a vampire in this one, right? Yep. 
There's nothing so, like there's nothing uh, suspicious or or throwing them off the trail. This isn't one of those where they accidentally stumble upon the vampires. Is oh, it? And like it they, is. They, they know they, they know that's exactly what they're hunting, right? Like he's like that's oh. kind of what part is. Oh yeah, there's there's, there's been murders and there's yeah, there's just been beheadings and cow mutilations. So they go and talk to the uh, the sheriff. I love the sheriff, by the way. <laughs> he's got a great mustache, <laughs> huge so mustache, good. handlebar mustache, doing very good for himself. Um, when the boy's asking him about the cow mutilations, and he's just kind of brushing them off, like, "Oh, you know, beheadings. We're not officially saying anything." And they're like, "What about the cows?" And he's like, "Well, cows, blah blah blah." blah. But then he like goes through this extended graphic description of what happens to cows when they die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like to the point, like they burst open and a seam forms. Like you thought you think you'd be cut by a knife. And then the blood comes out and it goes to the ground because that's what gravity does. Like he's really – it's a weird delivery, but I, I I enjoy this dude for the like four minutes that he shows up. Yeah. And he's yep. like – he's saying stuff to the boys about like, you know, what do you think? Satan's out here doing this? And the whole time that I'm watching this conversation, I wanted them to be like, nah, but like crazy people who think that Satan is out there are could be doing this. Like it's – not, I'm not saying it's Satan. It's weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> it's either Satan or um, another hunter group that's come yeah. through that's defiling graves. <laughs> in my uh, in my hometown, I remember like looking at the local paper and they had this uh, this little blurb about they had found like satanic uh, like cult ritual Chris, stuff where at did our you local grow graveyard. Up? In Massachusetts, every, sing- every single hell. episode, you're like, "Hey, this exact thing from this episode happened to me yeah. in my childhood." <laughs> we didn't. Well, we didn't have cow mutilations, but we had a lot of satanic stuff that was found. And the police, like, they were saying that they found it because they would report on just about everything in the paper. Um, but so they, your paper is way cooler than mine. yeah. They did, but they didn't want to like give all the details. And they were like, "We've we've contacted a specialist to come in and look at it." Uh, and I don't know what it was or what the deal was, but I remember just being so excited by the idea of like some like supernatural detective coming in to figure out what was going on. <laughs> Sam and Dean. They called Sam and Dean. Yeah, they did. But anyway, I'm just I'm also, mad that the sheriff won't even entertain the idea. Won't even doesn't even acknowledge the fact. Like, oh yeah, this is just get out, like leave. And he goes, so, What paper did you say you're from? And Dean's yeah, like, Yeah, World Weekly World news. Weekly News. Sam corrects him. He's like, it's weekly world news. He, he's new. <laughs> Dean says, I'm new, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Then we smash cut over to the boys now dressed as doctors and yeah, going so into we, the morgue. We got, we got and, uh, uh, journalists to coroners within like 30 seconds. Yeah, without very much time in between. And Dean kind of cons this, this like, um, I don't even know what you call like a dude that's not. Orderly. Orderly, thank you. Yeah. Uh, cons this orderly out by like, oh, you're James. No, Jim. Well, doctors, Dr. Dorkin is mad as hell. He needs you right now. And the dude just jets. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's good stuff. Uh, and then they start inspecting the head and. This is one of those classic supernatural things that I, I really, really enjoy. Like this back and forth kind of over small yep. details. Like they know they have to investigate the head and it's kind of a push and pull between who's going to do what. <laughs> and <laughs> Dean goes into his whole, like, I wonder if they put a moth in her mouth, like in Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> and yeah. he's like, you need to look. And Sam's like, what do you mean? He's like, you know, put the lotion in the basket. <laughs> Which yeah. is not it's what like that, that means. reference doesn't make any sense, <laughs> but you know, it's fine. <laughs> it's really great here. Jensen do that though. <laughs> The more I watch the show, the more I realize that Dean's slang is just entirely nonsensical. Like, we'll, we'll see something oh, yeah. in the last episode we covered today that d- it just makes no sense whatsoever. Kind of <laughs> in, like, spoilers, it. like, it only gets progressively worse as the <laughs> show goes on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they discovered that this, uh, th- and this is the girl from the cold open, and uh, as they're mm-hmm. investigating, they realize, oh, shit, she has fangs, and Dean realizes, okay, we're hunting vampires. Um, so immediately... 
And I don't know if you guys know this, but the first step in vampire hunting is to go to like the dirtiest, grungiest dive bar you can find oh, to yeah. see if any vampires have been there. <laughs> and they just go up to the bar and are like, hey, anybody been uh, like partying super hard recently? <laughs> Which, like, seriously, vampires just look like anybody. Why would you just randomly ask a dude, like, hey, have you seen people that might be Yo, vampires? anybody in here who just like can't stop <laughs> raging? Um. <laughs> yeah. Yo, can you point us to the coolest people in town, please? <laughs> this could literally be just anybody that goes into this dive bar. Like that's yeah. the only reason you go to a dive bar is either to like drink your sorrows away or to like go somewhere where you can get drunk and smash the place. They won't charge you that much. Like that's the only reason. Yep. <laughs> anyway. Um, but yeah, they, it's interesting that the bartender is played by uh, the same guy who plays Benny later on in the series. Right. Is that his name? Do you know who I'm talking about? Benny. He's the vampire who goes to a place Ooh, with Dean, and they Chris, like hang out on their friends. Chris, I'm sorry, you're wrong. Oh, what's what's his name? Uh, his name is Benny, but this is not the guy that plays him. The guy that plays oh, him is it is not Eli, the vampire that shows up later. That's right, people. The same actor played two different vampires in Supernatural. <laughs> so you were yeah. right. That does happen. Oh, okay. I see. Actor. I thought the bartender and and the Eli, the vampire, were the same guy. Nope. Oh shit! I didn't even think about. That. Wait, are they? they? No, surely not. Uh, I'm, I thought that that they go up to him for info, and he's just like, yeah. And then he sets them off on the wrong trail, but then they happen to run into Gordon. Oh, dude, that would be dope if it was. That's what I always thought. Those men look strikingly similar. I mean, you might, you know what? You're right. <laughs> yeah, let's let's just go with it. That. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sick. If, if, if if we're wrong, <laughs> don't bother responding. We have no contact information, and if Chris is right. Um, at JG Greer for praise on Twitter. So just send that to me. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll take care. I'll, I'll administer all the praise to Chris that he needs. <laughs> During this whole exchange, like the camera's doing this long lingering kind of look at a, at a, at a black guy in the back of the back of the bar. And he's kind of eyeing Dean and Sam suspiciously. Yeah. He and looks super suspicious. Super, super, super <laughs> like, suspicious. I don't understand how they didn't immediately notice that guy. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I wrote down his name as Gordon B. Lurkin. <laughs> Um, the I I like this too because when the boys leave, they decide like the camera goes back and he's gone. Like so, it's obvious that he's going to try to track Sam and Dean down, and uh, he striders out of there. Is this the is this the first time that we get this uh, bait and switch thing with the Winchesters where Mm -hmm. they know they're being followed? Yes, and then they like double back and like catch the follower. It is actually this is like a really intense scene because the the camera angles are following Sam and Dean as they like kind of speed walk out of there. Yeah, the the camera's super tight on them, and then like turning around the the corners and the angles and everything, and they're cutting back to Gordon following them like really close, and you don't really know what's happening. Uh, And every once in a while, like they do some like really cool directing tricks that. I think can kind of go unnoticed because you're watching Supernatural and at least mm-hmm. like I don't tend to think about that type of thing. Um, but this scene in particular was really cool. And of course, like Jeremy's saying, they do a little bait and switch and it's not Gordon getting the jump on them. It's the boys getting the jump on Gordon. And Dean holds the biggest fucking knife. This is the same <laughs> knife that he sleeps with under his bed that I still don't understand how his <laughs> yeah. hands are just like covered in scratches and cuts. Um, <laughs> Holds this up to his neck and demands that this dude like like show him show them their, his teeth, mm-hmm. which I mean of all the things to get accosted for on a dark alley, like yeah. <laughs> okay, sure, sure right away, we're okay. Uh, but this is like he immediately well, knows, he's like brush brush more. He's like, man, I'm not a you vampire, see? and uh, yeah, they, <laughs> Sam and Dean are like not having this. Like they definitely want to see those those fangs, which he doesn't have, which is good. Yeah. Yep. Gordon is a—he's uh, very likable. I like this actor a lot. I like the character a lot. Um, well, I don't—I don't like Gordon. I dislike Gordon, but I like his character. 
Yeah, um, I really like this character a whole lot. And, like, they immediately set him up as being pretty likable because, mm-hmm. like, even just whenever they catch him in the alleyway, he's using vernacular in, in a way that you know that this dude knows what's up. Like, I remember watching this uh, for the first time and being like, oh, this is the dude that killed the vampire at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Like, I realized – like, I immediately got it because I'm like, oh, he knows what's going on um, just because he's like, you know – I he says something along the lines before they even say anything. He's like, yeah, I'm not a vampire. I don't have fangs. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you like, you, you like, they do a really good job of kind of off of first blush. Like, Oh, this dude's pretty cool. Uh, with the fall. Yeah, he's, scene, he's really charismatic and, and <clears throat> likable, like friendly. And you can see how mm-hmm. Dean is kind of just like eating it all up because of the state of mind that Dean is in. But you, you can also tell, uh, you you get to see him from both Sam and Dean's perspective. From yeah. Dean's side of thing, he is the charismatic, likable uh, buddy hunter guy who they can team up with and work together. But from Sam's perspective, you can see something is a little bit off with him. Uh, and as we'll go through the episode, we'll see he's just a man completely consumed by the same rage that is threatening to take over Dean right now. Absolutely. So this this first scene is where um, because at first he's like, "Yo, I work alone." Uh, you know, well, hold on. We can't really go too want... far without talking about the El Camino. <laughs> like, I'm not going to let oh, us get too... Oh, that's right. I forgot. <laughs> I completely forgot about that. You're right. This dude... <laughs> I love that... And that, You know, that we did this when we first see John in the for like yeah. in real life in the show for the first time. When John, like, opens up the back of his trunk and he's got, like, the pneumatic thing that slides out with all of his weapons. This dude's driving, like, a, a cherry red El Camino. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, chromed out. And as a guy that, like, whose grandparents owned El Camino at some point, I don't know why this works for me so well, but I'm like, dude, that can't... <laughs> Camino is badass, but he's got like the slide out situation happening where mm-hmm. he folds up his front seat and then slides out all of his weapons that are there. Like, how do these people ever drive around and not get pulled over by the cops? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the gun rack equivalent of suicide doors on a Lamborghini. It's just they yeah. slide out yep. all fancy like, and you're like, "Ooh, damn boy!" Check and this it. is where we get to this uh, really good exchange of like where he's like, oh, Sam and Dean Winchester, I knew you. I even met up with your daddy once, you know, and he's like, and Dean even says something like, well, you you know, you know a lot about us. And he's like, well, you know how hunters talk. And Dean's like, nope. And they're like, no, not really. <laughs> Which I actually, I really, I don't know, man. It is something in, in any kind of fiction where I get really attached to a cool main characters or a cool set of main characters. And then you meet someone else in that world that also has heard about them and heard how cool they are. Like that kind of stuff really works for me. So hearing like, oh yeah, hunters talk about Sam and Dean. And, like, how good they are at their job. Like, that really, really works for me. I really like that as a detail. keeps happening as the show goes on. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty soon, it's, it's a little bit ridiculous. But right now... There was a thing in, yeah. like, season 10 where these, like, random, like, vampires try to attack Sam and Dean. And they're acting all tough. I don't know if, Jeff, Jeremy, if you know what I'm talking about. They're acting all tough. And Sam and Dean give each other this look like, do you know who we are? Like, <laughs> dude, seriously, dudes? Like, like you, you don't should not like, be doing this. You know the kind of shit. Like, we're in season ten, dog. We've been doing this for a long time. We have We've got some both big plot hell. It's okay. <laughs> oh, spoilers, I guess. Anyway, I, I do. I do like this though because this combined with uh, the Roadhouse, where we've met Ellen and Joe mm-hmm. and Ash, it really expands upon the world. There's other hunters out there. There's other people doing this shit without like the whole family quest line of this. Like there's people out there that are doing this stuff, and also they're all a little bit damaged. Like they're all a little fucked yeah. up. That's the thing. They all do kind of have that family quest. Like they have their own version of it. Like we hear mm-hmm. Gordon's story later. And I think that, the, you know, every once in a while we'll get a little tidbit of another hunter's story. And I, 
I really like that, like, no one comes into this because they really wanted it, that they come into it because something really awful happened to, to these people. Uh, so they're all kind of real unstable in their own ways, uh, which I guess we'll find out very shortly with Gordon. Um, this dude, he may seem, he may seem all right, but he's got, he's got his problems. He's got issues. Um, so he, so he tells the boys like, Hey, there's a chupacabra two States over. You guys go take care of that. I'm going to hunt down this nest. I've been <laughs> Which is great. chasing for two weeks. Like also, can we just get the chupacabra episode? I don't think that's happened in 230 so, yeah, episodes. So when I was, a, when I was a kid growing up, we had this chupacabra thing, right? Oh my God. <laughs> Are you I'm joking just kidding right now? <laughs> <laughs> Massachusetts <laughs> um, is like so, ha, like has five ley lines of supernatural activity just happening right under its yeah we foundation. we're it out over here. <laughs> so Gordon goes off to hunt the vampire alone, and um, just just to fast forward some of this the action stuff, he goes to kill this vampire uh, and starts getting his ass kicked a little bit and gets his head put under a like table saw. It's not a table saw. It's a hell of a, it's a hell of a large saw. For. It's some sort of mean looking blade um, attack to a machine and he's about to get his head cut off and at the last second it just so happened that Sam and Dean stalked him there. Uh, now Winchester's be lurking and uh, they pull him out of danger and fight off the vampire and then we get this big dramatic kill from Dean. Yeah, like Dean, like as I put it in my notes, like he like evil deads the vampire. Like the way the blood sprays up on his face, like it's really, really intense. Like and they play it super well where Gordon doesn't really notice because he's, you know, he's super pumped that he's not dead. Uh, but like, you can see the look on Sam's face and like, you're, you're feeling that where you're like, Oh, Dean's gone. Bye bye. Like this isn't yeah. good. It's one of the most violent things we've seen in the show. I mean, you don't really see it, but the implication of it is really violent. Mm-hmm. Um, but, or certainly one of the most violent things we've seen from the boys, because we've seen, uh, at the end of season one, where, what that demon Ruby's not Ruby. Uh, Meg's brother is like beating the crap out of Sam. And then Dean shoots the, Thing, whatever like that's a very violent scene um but this is just it's our hero dean winchester taking this giant saw blade to a vampire's neck which is like hooray he's killing the bad thing but the way that they show him and bringing this blade down on so its neck, merciless yeah and the yeah. blood is just spraying in his face and the look on his face like he has like he has no control he's a wild animal all of a sudden uh and that adrenaline is pumping through him as they exchange, exchange their, their meaningful glance, Sam and Dean, uh, where Sam is just like, oh, dude, come on. And uh, Dean's just still just panting, like again, like a wild animal. And this is, um, this is one of the reasons I think this is a great episode, is because this right here is the beginning of what the overall theme of this episode is. And Chris read mm-hmm. it trying to avoid the hunk landmines in the episode synopsis, but like, is the only vampire, a de- is the only good vampire a dead vampire? And we're really going to play back and forth with this, like, who's actually the evil person in this? Like, just because you're born a certain way or made a certain way doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. make right. you evil. And this is the first time we're kind of getting a glimpse of, like, Dean can go to a dark place. Like he Definitely. can he can get a little violent and like it's it's it can be kind of scary. And this could very much be a again monster of the week episode where they Sam and Dean go and hunt vampires and it is, but it's still so very much working off of the death of John Winchester and everything yep. that Dean is dealing with. And uh, again, for the listeners at home, um, at the beginning of this season, uh, but right before John died, he told Dean a secret. And we know that it's involving Sam, though we don't know as the viewer yet what it is. But it's important to remember that, like, Dean is carrying something around about mm-hmm. Sam with him, and it's fucking him up big time. Because the more you think about that, the more you think about how that's, inter- you know, affecting these interactions, like, the yeah. bigger this payoff is going to come when we finally get to it in, like, season 12. No, I'm kidding. It's at the end of the season, guys. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, <clears throat> After this, everybody goes to the bar. We go back to the dive bar. Yeah, back to the bar. <laughs> and we're getting one of um, yeah, we're getting another mirror episode where uh, season one is a lot of mirrors to Sam, uh, Sam's mm. grief, Sam's struggles with different things. And this has got to be 100% a mirror to Dean's rage and the path that that could eventually lead him down if he doesn't check that. Yeah, because, like, this next scene is, like, they're just kind of partying and, like, Gordon's really feeding into – and they play – I don't know if it's how it's written or how it's acted, but, like, they play this so well. Like, Gordon – the guy who's playing Gordon plays this straight the whole way through. Like, you can – at the very beginning here, you don't really, you're more concentrated on Dean kind of like being a little scary with how he handled that vampire. Mm-hmm. But you, uh, you know, still, I think that they're playing this real good line of is Gordon feeding into this too much? Or is he just a dude? Like you said, he's pumped to be alive. Like his, he was almost decapitated a second ago. I'd probably be super pumped too. Yeah. Um, and like, he's, you know, Hey, like he, he accidentally calls, or he doesn't accidentally, but he calls Sam, Sammy after hearing <laughs> Dean say it and says like, yo, back yeah. off. Bro. He's the Slow only one that allowed, allowed to call me that. And, and, and Gordon is like, Okay, cool, man. No problem. Sorry, dude. Just, just let me know. Do like, you have any, any, any preference on pronouns like or anything, too? I'm very <laughs> objecting about any kind of like gender orientation. I'm okay. See, that's the, that's the I thing just about hate Gordon. vampires. I just Gordon hate isn't vampires. a bad guy, really. No. I mean, he does some really bad things. But when it, in terms of his relationship with Sam and Dean, maybe he is a bad guy. But in terms of his relationship with Sam and Dean, he's not trying to fuck them over. He's just really hell-bent on killing vampires. He likes brutally killing vampires mm-hmm. because again he's a rage monster and that's what makes him feel good i like killing blackulas i don't know what the pc term for that is <laughs> <laughs> when he says i don't want you two to come work with me it's because he doesn't like when people are like whoa dude chill out he just wants to fucking go for it so it's mm-hmm. not like he doesn't have like something up his sleeve where he's working against the boys or he's gonna use them as bait in some way like he isn't really trying to do something like that Later on, the circumstances change. Yeah, he definitely does that later. He's, he's totally <laughs> fine with using the boys when the opportunity comes up. Oh, but the God. first time he meets them, and in this scene too, he's just, he's fine. He's just trying to socialize with them. He doesn't really care. And especially with Dean, where he's like, yo, you just killed that guy uh, in a really brutal way. Like, I'm into that. <laughs> you know, they can, we can relate on this. Let's share some stories. And that's why Sam is just like, you know what? I'm going to ruin you guys' mood. I'm out of here. And speaking of sharing stories, Dean tells this, and there's just just to put it in the listener's mind, like Sam leaves, Dean like tosses in the keys, which is a weird thing to focus on, and then there's like this thirty second clip of, of uh, Sam like hanging the keys on a cactus like statue mm-hmm. or some yeah. shit. Anyway, we'll get to, we'll get to that in a minute. But Dean tells this story about um, shooting something in the woods with a silver crossbow straight through the heart, and then him and his dad, while Sammy waits in the car. Goes out yeah. and burns it, and as he's sitting there looking at the fire, he's thinking, "Man, other sixteen-year-olds are out there like worried about prom or worried about the finals." And I'm out here, I'm seeing things that nobody's ever seen, and I'm like, "Teen, you were so fucked up as a child." <laughs> this is there's a reason that other sixteen-year-olds don't have to do this is because they have good parents. <laughs> That's the and only it's like <laughs> we're finally starting to see the effects of this life. It's like Dean has kind of always had something. He's always had his dad there, and he talks about how you know his dad. Growing up, it's like this invincible soldier who can never die. And now that he is dead, any kind of uh, fog or, or fallacy that Dean had, like anything, any fantasy he had about his life, uh, anything that kind of made it better was his belief in his dad. You know, he has this, this like knight in shining armor 
for lack of a better term, that makes it like, yeah, we're hunters. We're badasses. Like, this is cool. And now with the death of John and Dean dealing with all these new emotions or these emotions that he's never dealt with before, he's left to reflect on all of the shit that he's been doing his whole life. And now it's not cool. You're not following in your dad's footsteps. You're not doing what he tells you to do because it's the right thing to do. Now you're just on your own. Now you're lost. Now you're the one who has to make your decisions, and he's just like, holy fuck, my life is messed up. <laughs> and I actually think that, like, like he tells that story, and Gordon's like, he straight up is like, yeah, you, that hole you feel because your dad's dead, keep feeding it. Yeah. Like, he's like, it was just like a super dark line. You're just like, oh. Did anybody that's else get a, and, I, and I'm sorry, Supernatural fans, we're all Dark Souls fans here as well. Did anybody else get yeah, like yeah. a Dark Sign vibe out of this? Like, I, I literally put a picture of it in my, <laughs> in my notes because I was like, Huh, a gaping hole that you have to continually consume things to feed into, and that's a part of your life. Okay, dark sun. Yeah. So you go gotcha. hollow. Interestingly, Dean opens up to Gordon about John's death. You know, yeah. in a way and that we haven't seen He even says that you know I can't be I like can't, this in front yeah, of Sam. I can't talk yeah. to Sammy about this. I got to keep my game face on. But the truth is, I'm not handling it too well. And that's when the big dark hole growing inside of him that thing comes up. And uh, Gordon is literally just encouraging him to, to to feed into that. And he says it's it's what is it? Not it's not a crime to hate your job or to need your job. Yeah, that's to what need it is. your it's job. It's not a crime to a need really your job. Really interesting way to to express that. We also get. Um, uh, Gordon's backstory here. I don't know that we, mm-hmm. we specifically said it. But, oh uh, yeah, he he lost his sister to a vampire. Like he he was kind of wounded, and then when he woke up, his sister was gone. The vamp was gone, and he kind of makes it sound like the vampire either kidnapped or killed his sister, and that's what started him on this quest of killing vampires. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, we switch back to Sam, who is like, it's kind of wandering around the hotel grounds, not doing a whole lot. Yeah, because <laughs> Sam is like pissed off. It's like you get in a fight with your girlfriend, and you go home, and you're like, that's one hundred percent what it is. Like, can't play video games. Too mad out with another dude. <laughs> yeah, and like he's real bummed. He's like, oh, she thinks he's cooler than me. And <laughs> and he he just left to make a point. But he didn't really want to go home. It, but it didn't yeah. work, so <laughs> he's like, dang it. <laughs> I'm leaving the bar. Fuck you guys. Now I don't have any And Dean's to like, yeah, take the keys, dude. I don't care. And he's like, Boop. God damn it. No. <laughs> like, fine, good. I didn't, I didn't want to walk anyway. So, uh, I guess I'll just drive myself, Dean. <laughs> I guess I don't need a ride. I'll drive myself. It's fine. Chris, are you speaking from experience? <laughs> no. Definitely not. Definitely not. <laughs> Sam calls Ellen and asks Ellen about Gordon because now he's found a little mom figure that he can call home, just like Dean is trying to find his little daddy figure over here. Um, so Ellen tells him, "Oh yeah, Gordon. He's a you know he's he's a good hunter. He's he's okay." It's like, "Oh okay, cool. Well we're you know we maybe partnering up on him on this job." And she's immediately changed your tone. Run away, get away. He's dangerous. <laughs> Don't work a job with him. Um, and then we flash this at this point. I think is when uh, like some dudes yeah. attack Sam. Like, just, like, normal-looking dudes and, like, knock him out with the telephone, which makes it really satisfying, like, dong noise. Cause it's, yeah, for <laughs> two seconds, he's handling himself. He throws an elbow into one face, a nice uh, hard jab to another guy's face, and then, kung, telephone to the back of the head. He's which, down. those things are kind of heavy, so that has to hurt so oh, yeah. bad. <laughs> to our listeners out there, before there were cell phones, we actually had, like phones that sat on the table that you could had to like pick up and it had a cord. There was a cord connected yeah, to the wall. Push buttons. There was no display. There were no apps. Um you could only let's not get into this right now. Just Hashtag we're old, am I right? <laughs> go to my just go, go look this up on my uh, on my personal newsletter that I send out. Send yeah. me your address. Anyway. So we we Sam wakes up and he is now in the vampire 
his nest. Um, but instead of being attacked, he meets uh, Lenore, uh, a very Edgar Allan Poe named um, <laughs> vampire who is just like a One pretty normal Sylvia Plath looking motherfucker too, man. Yeah, like, the go Sylvia get Plath. A tan. Looking- <laughs> and uh, she's a like, essentially, what this whole scene is is her saying. Look, I can kill you right now, but I'm not gonna. I'm not even gonna hurt you. We don't want this shit. We're good vampires. We're trying to survive, not bring heat down on ourselves. Just which is actually pretty similar to the last vampires who were like, mm-hmm. we just want to rage and party and extend our family and like whatever. Like, why can't you leave us alone? Well, because they're killing people. But these vampires are like, yeah, we're, we're we don't want to hurt people. We drink cow's blood. That's why they're cattle mutilations. Like, which sounds Sam. Gross. Thankfully, they kidnap Sam and not Dean because he's like, okay. Like, this is pretty hard to believe, but they let him go and they set him free. So he's like, why would they set me free? <laughs> like, they clearly, this, they were being serious. Well, this actually kind of plays into what Sam's dealing with, which is the idea that he has these powers that are developing. Mm-hmm. And the only other person he's ever met that has similar powers was murdering people. Uh, and so it's like, oh, maybe he, so he's already predisposed, I think, like subconsciously to be like, well, they're not. They're not all just monsters because that's. The, I can't just be a monster. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think that this is kind of setting that up really, really well. So Dean's on this side of needing to find something to to channel his rage on. So vampires, they kill people. They're all monsters. I'm going to kill all of them. And Sam's like, yo, yo, yo. Just, they're. It's okay. They're. They're kind of just people too. Like they're even trying. They're going extra lengths to not hurt other people. Like even though like they talk about how much it sucks to drink cow's blood. Um, but you know, it's like, it's okay. And like, so they're, they're setting up this really great dichotomy of, of Sam having, you know, these powers and then Dean having Gordon feed into these, this dark place that he's already been going. And I was going to say before that, I don't think Dean actually feels that way whenever he says, you know, whenever he's like, you know, and then I killed that thing and, you know, I, I loved this life or whatever. I think it's what you were talking about, Chris, how he's he's trying to latch onto these fantasies, these ideas and these ideals that he thought were true because of his dad. And now his dad's gone, this fixture. And so now he's just spiraling out of control and Gordon just happened to be the first place he latched onto. And I think that that's actually making it way worse than what it would have been if, you know, he wasn't, uh, you know, if they just kind of kept doing their thing. I really enjoy some of the lines that Dean and Sam trade back and forth right here. Mm. Um, Dean, as as Sam tells Dean, like, hey, like, these are good vampires. Dean's like, absolutely not. If it's supernatural, we kill it. That's our job. And Sam says, no, it's not our job. Our job is to hunt evil, and they aren't evil. Like, making the distinction between the supernatural yep. versus the good or evil. Like you can have good supernatural things. Apparently we haven't seen any, we, we've barely seen good supernatural <laughs> episodes, but we can, we can have some good. Supernatural <laughs> things. Y'all feel that burn? Anybody needs some lotion? Put it in the basket. Uh, <clears throat> as he's trying to convince Dean, that was a terrible joke. I'm sorry. As he's trying to convince That's Dean about this, Sam says like, well, I called Ellen and Ellen said he's a bad dude. And, he, and Dean is like, I don't, who the fuck is Ellen? Like we've met her twice. Like, who is she? Like, like, I'll go Which with is a I'll, pretty good point. Fair point. Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> like they don't know. I kind of, to be honest with you, I'm kind of leaning towards Dean on this on these arguments. And for the next three episodes, I'm in like squarely in Dean's corner right now. <laughs> like it's <laughs> Sam is kind of it's is kind of pushing this a little bit too much, especially with all the emotional stuff, which we'll get to later. But um, mm-hmm. he just goes like 
he just he just he always takes it too far, I guess. Uh, but Dean does not believe well, this at all. Yeah. Sam straight up calls out Dean. He's like, "Yo, you're using him as a substitute for Dad." It's like this is the first time I think they've really gotten into like they've let this argument just sit between the boys, and neither of them have been possessed or or uh, a shapeshifter. You know, like we got a little bit of that in in the last season, but like this time, like they're at odds and they are squarely on opposite sides of this argument. Um, which and Dean, is really, and Dean gets really, so fed up with this, he literally punches Sam in the face. Like he starts, st- yeah, Sam starts Sam talking about which is intense, trying to fill a hole that dad left with Gordon and you can take that however you want uh, and he oh, says it's an, it's an insult to dad's memory and that's when Dean's like fuck you <laughs> <It clumps him. laughs> which is like I mean I know like I'm with you Jeremy like, I'm on Dean's side but at the same time I can see where Sam is coming from in this like like yo like Dean even admits he's like I'm not handling this very well <laughs> to Gordon um, but you know like, it's it's really interesting like and really great to see how intense and like sad and real this kind of all gets right here. Even though, like you said before, this could just be a monster of the week episode with some vampires. They really let some, like they can't come back from this argument really. Like they have to move past it. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Like, and I think that Sam could actually win this argument. He would have won this argument without bringing uh, Dean's like emotional problems with his father into yeah. it. Yeah, like that. That is what that like sets the match to this whole like TNT barrel. That's a weird analogy. Um, no, it works. It works. <laughs> but while they they're realize, having a little uh, yeah, kerfuffle, yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Gordon has stolen the keys to the Impala. He doesn't take the Impala, but he steals their keys so they can't follow him again. He's not trying to set the boys up for anything. He's just like really wants to kill these vampires. That's like, it's, and he it's, knows they'll get in the way. Yeah, he knows they'll get in the way. Can he I steals just, their keys so they can't follow him. I love the moment where they like walk into the hotel room and like they go to get the keys and the camera goes back to that little ca- ca- mm-hmm. uh, cactus statue. Yeah. Like it's a gag. It's not a gag. You just showed something earlier <laughs> and I was showing it to me again. Like it doesn't <laughs> well, work. I think, it's not I think a punchline. I don't understand like why they spent so much time with this. I think it's actually it's unfortunate that they had to use a stupid cactus thing, but I get what they're doing that they, they spent that long showing Sam putting those keys there. So we will know what is missing without them having to just say, even though they just say it after this, like that would be the point of setting up something so obvious (laughs) is that you, you can just visually tell what has happened. And then you cut to them hot wiring the car, which would be fine. It's just, you know, they use a really unfortunate prop for it. They, uh, so Sam at this point says, well, I know how to find them. And he goes into his, have you guys seen the movie sneakers by the way? Cause this is exactly mm-hmm. like right out of sneakers. I don't know if you guys have seen that movie or not. I don't think so. If neither of you have seen sneakers, go see sneakers immediately. Um, it's like a 1980s movie. Like it's got Robert Redford in it where, and he's like a spy guy and they're using like eighties technology. Like they're using phone freaking to hack into a, whatever, like it's hilarious. word, but there's a scene in sneakers just like this where, um, and then in the movie, it's a blind guy who like, listens to this thing and is like, okay, they're going over train tracks and now they're going 415 feet and they're taking a left turn onto a gravel oh, road. Yeah. <laughs> like this whole thing that Sam does of like memorizing and it's cool. And Dean gives him props. Like, wow, you're, you're pretty good at your job. That's like, how do you know it was four minutes and 15 seconds? And Sam's like, I counted. I was, <laughs> like, I was okay. counted. It's <laughs> like, why do you look so angry? <laughs> why are you so mad, Sammy? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Sam. <laughs> I punched you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they go back to the nest. Uh, the camera goes back to the nest, and we hit this fight between yes. Eli the vampire, uh, who will go on to play Benny, and probably more bartenders that we don't know about. 
and Lenore <laughs> are fighting kind of back and forth. And Eli just wants to go and kill these hunters because, like, they're hunting us. Why can't we hunt them? Uh, Lenore is trying to rise above and say, like, you know, if we kill one hunter, three more show up. That's how this works. Which, in Lenore's favor, is totally how that works. Yep. <laughs> we've, we've seen in the past where if you kill a hunter, like, another hunter is going to come and chase you down and kill you. Like, that's that's how this works. Yeah, and then that's when Gordon, he shows up, or... Well, we just cut to the I, boys I finally exactly catch exactly the order of what is happening. The boys finally get there, and Eli, I guess, is gone. I don't think he's... I don't think he's dead. I think he's just gone. And Lenore is now tied up to a chair and uh, Gordon is torturing her. Uh, And he keeps reiterating the phrase or the sentiment, at least, that there are no shades of gray. Uh, Because the boys come in and Mm -hmm. Dean is Mm -hmm. finally like, fine, I will give my brother the benefit of the doubt on this one. And I will will get Gordon to back off and we can figure this out. Um, And I think he starts to really see the mirror of himself in Gordon and he doesn't like what he sees. Um, And that's why... In the end, I think he sides with Sam's perspective on things. Not so much because that is Dean's own perspective, but because he doesn't look like what it looks like. Yeah, well, I mean, even back in the bar, um, after Sam leaves, Gordon brings up the, you know, you know, like, for us, it's black and white. For Sam, there are shades of gray. And he does that great, he, he does that great thing that I love when people say it whenever they, they will state what to them. They, they're obviously stating in their mind is an objective truth. And they're like, but that's just me. <laughs> Other people, like, and Gordon totally does this. Like, yeah, you know, it doesn't make him wrong. It's just, you know, we're different. It's, all, it's black and white. He's gray. I'm like, well, I don't think those two things can coincide, bud. But, uh, <laughs> um, but like, even when he says that, Dean kind of gives him, he kind of gives him a little look like, I don't know about that, man. Like, because, um, again, he's holding that secret in. Uh, yeah. that he's got to desperately hold on to. And, yeah, so we, we come to this point now. But we get this. This is where we get that real cool scene where, um uh, Gordon, he somehow gets the upper hand on Sam. <laughs> he doesn't uh, somehow do it. He just reaches out and like grabs Sam. <laughs> like, Sam is yeah, like a nobody like, at this point. He's just fight. like, man. <laughs> he just Which reaches Sam out. Is objective. Like, yeah. He's so much bigger than Gordon. <laughs> Sam gets used as a prop in a lot of episodes. Especially <laughs> yeah. in this one. Because what's happened is uh, Gordon has grabbed Sam's arm and is like with his right hand and is holding a knife to his neck. So he's like stretching Which, Sam This is out. actually pretty cool. And, uh, uh, but he, right before he does this, he has cut Sam's arm. And, of course, Dean, mm-hmm. like, pulls the gun and is like, let him go, let him go, let him go. And Gordon's point here is to show that Lenore, who is still tied up in the chair underneath this going on, will, will, will still, like, freak out and go all vampire. So he, like, leans Sam's arm over Lenore and lets blood drip on her face. And she, like, goes full vampire, like, just with the full, you know fangs like the whole nine and i i don't know if we've i think we have seen this i don't know that we talked about it i really like that the vampires and supernatural don't just have the two like pointy teeth thing like they have yeah. the mouth full of sharp scary ass teeth like that's yeah, that so extend frightening. Yeah. that extend down over their regular teeth which is real cool yeah that extend and, like, and retract here, her <laughs> acting is so great because she looks like someone who's going through like it, it, there's always weird uh, i don't want this to come across as weird but like there is a weird always implied sexual nature to vampires just from their origins. Like that's, that's where they come from. Yep. But she does like this weird, like going through withdrawals while also like mildly orgasmic movement of like this blood hitting her face. Like, cause you have to think about this thing that they need. They like, can you imagine just like eating like, like, so, like well, it's not, it's not hunger. Butter. It's bloodlust. Like, yeah. Like, well, like, you, the like, you, like you've been, 
eating peanut butter sandwiches for 10 years and all you've wanted is a steak. And then all of a sudden you see one pop down in front of you. You're just like, oh, I want it. Yeah. I mean, you vampires know, like, have always been, it's not just a hunger. It's not just a need to feed. It is inherently mm-hmm. uh, equivalent to a sexual desire, an uncontrollable mm-hmm. sexual desire. And that's what vampires are. Like, I just think that there's this really great acting. Like, this scene is so intense. And, like, the, like it's kind of shocking to, to see her react in that way. Because there's this moment of, like, oh, crap, she's a monster. That sucks. Because, like, you know, she's the one that's been, you know, fighting this this whole time. And she but does, she does fight, fight it. it off. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, Chris. Yeah, she eventually does it. Yeah, she she retracts her her fangs and everything, and she says no. Yeah, and I think uh, Gordon's like, actually pretty Gordon's shocked by this. this. Yeah, yeah, he's like, oh, that's not how I saw that going. <laughs> <laughs> and Sam does, like, the bravest thing that I've ever seen, which is pick up this yeah. vampire that he knows is a vampire as with his, like, bloody, like, in, like upper body, his bloody torso yeah. at this point, <laughs> and, like, just carries her out, like, holy shit. It's essentially, like, balls. being covered in blood and going to pick up a shark exactly I yeah i would not do that i wouldn't do that not covered in blood definitely wouldn't do it covered in blood and, um, and now um dean and dean and gordon get to have their little standoff yeah yeah w- w- walk me through this fight I... <sighs> so I gordon is, is, a, gordon is still you know he's gordon's still rage monster but he's not He's Rage Monster against vampires. That's he his say blood that lust. He has bloodlust. Yes, yeah, that's, yeah. that's his bloodlust. His Double near sexual desire. Basically, the only thing that gives him any kind of thrill or reason to keep going uh, is his hatred for vampires and the uh, joy he gets from, or whatever word like joy he gets from killing vampires. And th- is this so where we he- find out who Gordon actually killed? Like. This is where we find out that his sister was turned, and he oh had yeah, Dean, Dean says uh, you already got the ones that killed your sister, and he's like, the ones that killed my sister, ha ha ha. Uh, no, they turned my sister into one, and I killed the bitch, just like etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, all these other things because she, I didn't uh, even use the word it. bitch a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It specifically, it wasn't like, human she, anymore. It wasn't human anymore. It wasn't my sister. Like this, that was some other thing. Like I just kill, I put it down. Like it wasn't even Which worth is, my time. Uh, uh, Dean's wrestling with some of these things. things. <laughs> Which is bad and unhealthy, but at the same time, like, again, you're to look at it from his perspective of, there's no such thing of, as monsters. My sister is now a vampire that wants mm-hmm. to kill me. Like, that's that's probably a, a pretty normal reaction to that, that you just instantaneously, that switch goes off in your head. And but like, he really real takes bummer. it to the next level from oh, there. Yeah, it's just, it, there's a, I think there's a level of sadness to Gordon's mm-hmm. character that they, they underplay. I think the writing underplays yeah, it a yeah, little sure. too much. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of, there's a bit of sadness there that they could, they could have sussed out maybe a little bit more. It's because the sadness has just turned to rage, bloodlust. really. Yeah, it's bloodlust. Yeah. Um, but Dean tells him, if you want to go after them, you're going to have to go through me. Uh, and he, Dean has a gun and Gordon has a knife. So Gordon puts the knife down. He's like, okay, you know. You want to do this, Dean? So Dean, being the good sport that he is, takes the clip out of his gun. And as he's putting the gun away, uh, Gordon comes and uh, sucker punches him. And then they, you know, they have their little fight. Gordon goes for the knife again. Dean is able to fight him off, but they both take a bunch of hits. And eventually, uh, our bad boy, Dean Winchester, uh, essentially knocks him out. But the best part of it is when he picks Gordon back up. 
uh, puts him in a headlock and is just walking him back into the other room yeah. to tie him to the chair and just walks <laughs> yeah. Gordon's head into the wall. And just, the wall. <laughs> just gives him one extra little this love tap for the hell of it. That's a real good. And then well, ties him like, up and he's pissed because he. I think at this point he realizes the that divide that he that Gordon drove between him and Sam. I mean Dean didn't. Yeah, help, but yeah, it's like bro, you came between me and my brother. Like that ain't cool, man. And I actually really like Gordon in this scene they've, they've tied him to the chair and uh they're essentially being like hey fuck you dude we're, we're bailing uh, enough of this we'll call somebody send them out for you in a couple days something like that and gordon just sits there and he seethes he's just so mad and it's just the epitome <laughs> of this rage um that again is evident in both dean and him uh and it's funny that actually in later seasons they talk about all the rage that sam has uh, but that sort of starts developing later on through other things but right now it's yeah. dean with the rage issues and uh well this is like i want to talk about how over the top dean is right here because <laughs> yeah if you think about it like from 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 the perspective of this show like the 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 story that we've had with dean so far like this seems like a kind of an overreaction to me and this seems like dean kind of losing control like this is probably one of the first times we've seen him lose control yeah since yeah. he sawed off that vampire's head which was like okay He's being a little aggressive, but, like, he's killing a vampire. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Now he's doing, like, some kind of terrible shit to this this, this dude, yeah, like this he's, hunter guy. He's not only he's, doing... They send him to prison, right? Well, not here. Like I, thought, <laughs> but, I thought this is where they call yeah, the cops on him. They're like, they're going to find all these dead bodies and stuff, like, around here. Like, you're going to go to prison, dude. They don't, they don't cover that. that they don't cover That's that in this episode. Yeah. So My they, bad. But what they... And Chris mentioned this, too, of, like, I'm, you know, they tie him up. They, they like shove his knife down on the thing. And it's like, Oh, you, you know, we're going to call someone in three or four days. But then he like makes fun of him. Like, yeah. you gotta, you gotta go pee, man. Like, have you, you know, do you have to pee? Yet? Yeah. He really lays it on he, thick. And like, and then he like, as they're, as they're leaving, like he like punches this dude across the face. I'm like, Dean, he's already tied up. Yeah. You've already won. Like, and this even, is just even during that fight, Dean is working through some things. Yeah. Like, and it's, and it's definitely like Dean overreacting and not being able to like yeah. tame this for lack of a better word, rage monster inside of himself. Like and he he's, he's like go. that Gordon is calling him out on his truths. He yep. doesn't like that. He sees himself in Gordon and that makes him even more angry. Mm-hmm. So Sam and Dean walk outside and Dean has this moment where he's like, Hey, Sammy, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta punch me in the face, which like, yeah. has anybody ever asked you to punch them in the face? Number one. No. Yes. Okay. Oh, Steven, did, my did friend you do saw, it? <clears throat> it was, it, no, because it was not. the first time. Like I showed my friend a uh, Fight Club, and he he didn't get what the movie was about. <laughs> so okay, he's like, "Hey, well, you should punch me." I'm like, oh, no. "That's not what that movie is." <laughs> Joker is not the hero. Neither is Tyler Durden. Get your shit straight. Take these posters off your wall, internet nerds. Um, yep. But yeah, nobody anyway. would do this. Like Sam's not going to punch this dude across the face. Like this is not going to happen. It just seems like a weird. That's, I think uh, that's just Dean's way of saying I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. But it's like a kind of a it's a way of saying I'm sorry and also hurt me, which yeah is is is, is kind of what Dean's hurt going through right now. Snake, exactly, exactly what I was gonna say. Damn it. <laughs> um, but they have they have this little dramatic exchange uh, where Dean his perspective has changed, and he's like, "What if all the things we were killing weren't evil? What if I've been killing things that didn't deserve to die?" What if man was the real monster all along? Man, man was the real monster in this one, but he's got this uh, you know, crisis of faith, uh, and he he just keep he says that like he wanted to kill these monsters. That's the issue for him is that mm-hmm. like, like it doesn't matter whether they were good or evil. Is the fact that I wanted to kill them, and Sam says, "Well, it doesn't matter whether you wanted to kill them or not. The fact is that you chose not to." In the end, 
and that's what's more important. So I they're really both like, kind of wrestling really, with these concepts. I really like Dean's line here of when I killed that vampire at the mill, I didn't even think about it. Hell, I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. Like, he's yeah. really battling with, like, these things of, like, he kind of knows this is wrong, and he kind of knows he's getting out of control, but also, like, he's this is what he was built to do. He's been doing this since he was younger than 16. Like, he had realizations about this when he was 16, which means he's been doing it for a little while longer than that. So he's literally been doing this for what thirty years now because he's about 46, yeah all of his life forty seven he's you know forty eight <laughs> something like that. Um, I like after this conversation, Dean kind of just turns and stares at the camera, so like we can all remember. Oh hey, there's a secret, and we need to remember it. <laughs> yep, that's good stuff. But he does thank Sam for kind of like keeping him in line, or at least trying to in to check. battle against the rage that Dean feels so helpless against. Let's say uh, that's our episode, right? That's our episode. Yeah, that's do you have, episode. Chris, do you have any closing thoughts before we move into the next one? Yeah, I'm a big fan of this episode. Well, no, I mean, the episode itself is like fine. It's like above average, but I like uh, the emotional stuff that it's dealing with. I like where that's building to, and I like uh, Gordon as a villain. He's a really fun character, and um, I hope we get to see more of him. Ooh, maybe we will. Steven, what about <laughs> you? Uh, yeah, I really like this. Like I said before, with like the fight that they have in the hotel, like they're they're bringing up stuff that they they either have to work through and move past, or like you know, I love these episodes where things happen that will permanently change their outlook on each other moving forward. And like, we're already starting to get to like, you can look back at the first season and be like, remember when the show was so fun and light, (laughs) (laughs) like they didn't have to deal with these awful things. (laughs) And it's like, where I like whenever we, we get to these really high drama, uh, high stakes kind of things where we see them at odds against each other. And then they still have the ability to work through it in the end and realize that they're still brothers. They have to live with each other. They are all they have and they got to keep going. I like that kind of stuff. I, th- I think this is a, an above average supernatural episode. Like it's constructed mm-hmm. real, real well. It's directed real well. Um, all of the monsters are appropriately scary. Like they never seem dumb or, or idiotic. And they also don't, aren't necessarily threatening. Like for as cliched as it is, like the real monster was the humans all along like that. But that actually works here without them. You know, mm-hmm. I think they actually say, I don't know if it was this episode or the next one where they say the words walking dead, which was like, well, because that show hadn't really come out yet. But, <laughs> but just from a like sheer, uh, just a production standpoint, this episode really, really works for me. Good music. You know, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we got the Impala back. The brothers are fighting, but they're also kind of bonding a little bit. Like they're sharing, which is something yeah. that's not going to always happen. Like a lot of times we're going to see them fighting without any bonding or sharing. And that's kind of more miserable than this episode is. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I really, really enjoyed this episode. I think this is a good one. So let's talk about Season 2, Episode 4, Children Shouldn't Play with Dead Things. Chris, can you read our episode synopsis, please? A corpse with a black thumb. When the Winchester brothers, aka the hunks, visit a cemetery to pay their respects to their murdered mother, they find a nearby grave with an eerie power to kill all life around it. Jeremy was Too trying slow. to change the notes, but I beat him to the punch. <laughs> Too slow, God damn it. I like that they specify that their mother was murdered. As if I we know, didn't that's a, know what happened I don't to know her. Why. 
I don't know why that was included. I was like, all right, whatever. I just imagine somebody reading the back of the DVD case being like, hey, babe, the Winchester's mom, she was murdered, huh? It says it right here. I didn't even know. I forgot about that. <laughs> My wife brought over the uh, season three Blu-ray, by the way, this morning, and she handed it to me, and she goes, read the back of that. And it was the thing that we had talked about, like, how long ago of, like, experience Dean's descent into madness and glorious 1080p HD. <laughs> <laughs> Good shit, man. Descriptions are just so fucking bad, man. It's just terrible. Oh, that's great. So this uh, is the this is the friend zone episode. This is yep. the uh, friend zone necromancer. Resurrect friend zone. Yeah, this is yeah, friend zone. Friend zone necromancer. Necromancer, right? Yeah, that's um, an anime, right? It it's has, if, it's, if it's not by the time this episode releases, there's going to be four seasons of it. So this is the this is the hottest, muggiest episode of Supernatural. Everybody is just covered in a thin layer of sweat. Is Sam's gross. hair is a disaster. <laughs> Everybody is just really feeling the heat. I really gross. love how critical of Sam's hair. <laughs> I do Sam's too. hair, you are Chris. It's As like, a man it's obsessed like with his own thing. hair. <laughs> See, Sam, Sam Winchester, Jared Padalecki has great hair potential. And he gets there around season six. He's got this just this great like uh, very very princely hair going on. Uh, but he he dips he dips back and forth. Especially season two, it's really bad. He's got some pom pom ears going on. I don't know what his deal is. But as a man with a man who's who, with long hair who's past his hair prime. I have to now live through old seasons of Supernatural to remember what it was like to once have beautiful vicariously. I have to vicariously live the glory years. As a man who is uh, obsessed with um, lists and statistics and spreadsheets and things, I really feel like we are missing. We are we are we're just not doing our job if we don't have an episode list where Chris says Sam has good hair, yes or no. Just like yeah. a checklist. Oh, I'll Ooh. definitely that, that Dad's be a journal segment now. Right? Get Dad's journal. I'll start talking about <laughs> Sam's hair. <laughs> New segment. It's a thing. New segment. Yeah. I tell you, let's do it. I'll I'll drop some music in and we'll talk about okay. the hair and then we'll yeah, we'll go to the next episode. That's done. Guys, you were you were witnessing you were listening to podcast planning live right now. <laughs> I'm drink on the podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, um, so our cold open is a um, there's really other no like way to put it than he's just like dude in the friend zone, clearly in love with this girl, but she's, I don't, she's I, dating I, somebody else. I just want to, I just want to protest us using the word friend zone because I hate it. I think dudes use it too much, but like, it's the perfect. Oh, I'm using it in a negative way. Yeah. Point, it's what they're the trying to express. Episode, yeah. <laughs> I can't, yeah, there's like, no, no other I way always, to, <laughs> I just want like, to make it's it clear here. I want to make it clear here that when I say the word friend zone, because I do use that word sometimes, I'm not saying like, oh, she's going to put you in the friend zone, dude. You better make your move. I'm not saying that. I'm saying the friend zone is more, it's more a title than a place to be. And it's when a dude is just pretending to be a girl's friend because he wants to sleep with her. Yep. That's so. I mean, insulting the dude, I'm not saying that the Absolutely. Woman, yeah. Which is because I, exactly- I legitimately, I, for, I forget that. That people do when they say the friend zone, it's usually broy dudes being shitty. But I use it to make fun of those types. So that's exactly. what I'm saying here. Yeah. I, Captain, wanted, I wanted, Captain I wanted to bring it up over here at the start of the, no, the start thank of the episode. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So we, we I, that, to make. Yeah. I forget that there is kind of a negative connotation that because of the way that men use it against women. But I'm saying mm. it to make fun of them uh, because yeah. that that this sappy motherfucker deserves everything he gets. Yeah. So 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 let me let me phrase the cold open this way. Neil, who is our, our main character, is one thirsty motherfucker. <laughs> he is yep. thirsty. He is so after Angela 
that is nuts. And this like, poor girl thinks that act- she has, she thinks she has friend. a real friend. In Absolutely. Him. Like, no, but like, it's, it, this is ridiculous. Like, there's no woman on earth who would look at this dude and be comfortable hanging out around him, right? He's just so non-threatening. Like, here, I got you chocolates, so and I got you... Just like, <laughs> he, he, looked, he put on some emo rock. <laughs> he looks like he looks like the before in a floss commercial. Like, he's not a good-looking yeah. dude. <laughs> he's yeah. not a great-looking guy. He doesn't look like he's going anywhere oh. in life. He works and for so her clean. dad, which is... Can I tell yeah. a story, by which the way? Which is great. Of the guy that I know yeah, go that, for it. Uh, go for it. Was dating a girl, and, uh, like, everyone told us that this girl was kind of a... Kind of a kind of a bitch right like that was what like we don't know or like just these other people said this and we were like well this what do you hear like, to the grief this is these are other people's words other people's yeah. words and we said like, well like what do you mean it was like well you know that dude that uh works at that bar he's dating her and i was like all right like he seems like a nice guy's like yeah but um they recently just moved into our house that um her dad bought like oh. so so what he's like well he's making okay. him he's the dad is making the boyfriend pay rent and the girl does not have to <laughs> and I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> what a terrible situation. What a terrible situation. Anyway. <clears throat> so, so, Neil is trying to comfort a, a clearly grieving Angela, and then soon enough, the uh, doorbell rings, and it's Matt. It's the guy that uh, Angela just broke up with, who's like, let me see her, Neil. Get out of my way, short stuff. Uh, like, I don't know if this is know. actually how he looks in the show, but I like every time I remember this character, he's got a pink polo with the collar popped. Because uh, that's definitely who this dude is supposed to be. Like, if he's not literally, be at bro. least figuratively, he's wearing yeah. that. <laughs> and he, he doesn't quite look like that. Or he doesn't quite look like that, but he's acting like that now. And I actually kind of like that they soften him up a little bit later in the episode. Yeah. Like, he doesn't mm-hmm. go, he's not full-on bro. Uh, At but this right point, now he's he real like despicable. breaks into Neil's house, like runs to find Angela, and Angela has already jetted. She's jumped in her car and left because she's so upset with this dude. Matt calls her on the phone. She's driving down the road. Like it's, it's is it raining at this point, or is it she just like driving erratic? It's just she's super just foggy. foggy yeah. Yeah. So she she's driving <laughs> erratically. She's on the phone. She's not looking at the road, and she runs off the road and dies. This is super sad. Super Car crashes are sad. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Car crashes are sad. Don't don't yeah. fight me on this one. I'm standing by that. Bill Gates, if you're out there, don't well, add me. That's a joke. This car wasn't racist. The, the wall she ran into wasn't racist, so you're okay. Yeah, we're, we're, we're fine. Uh, meanwhile, <laughs> Sam and Dean are on their way to visit their mom's grave, and Dean is like not really cool with this. Number one. The mm-hmm. mom is not buried at the grave, which is always a weird situation. There's just mm-hmm. a headstone. Um, and number two, like Sam is interpreting this reticence to as like Dean's inability to deal with his grief. When all Dean wants to do is like, let's go to the roadhouse. Let's, you know, let's go find a case. Let's go work on the demon. And Sam is like, sure, you go do that. You drop me off. I'll hitch your ride, which is like the yeah. most passive aggressive bullshit I've ever heard in my life. Sam That'd be is like, like me telling my wife, like, overcompensating. Your... It's ridiculous. Like, I'm so glad so he punched bad. him in the face last episode. I really am. Sam is being <laughs> just ridiculous. Yeah. Don't like this. <clears throat> nope. But he's also being very sweet because he showed up to the mom's grave to uh, bury guess. John's dog tags and saying, like, kind of through tears, like, oh, I think John would have wanted you to. I think dad would have wanted you to have these. Which is, you know, very nice. It's a it's a symbolic gesture, and I, and I get it. Like. I would have probably burned those dog tags just to make sure that he wouldn't come back and haunt them. But yeah, you know, that's, that's just thing. me. They have that happen all the time where it's like, oh, did they have an <laughs> item that this person left behind? 
<laughs> well, like it's literally the textbook definition of an yeah. increased spirit. While Sam is breaking all of the rules of the of hunters, uh, Dean wanders off and notices this big old patch of dead grass and plants in the middle of the cemetery. Uh, and the source of the dead grass seems to be coming out from the new grave of Angela, who we saw die. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, isn't there like a tree there or something like yeah. that? And it's hecka dead. It's, yeah, it's like super it's, dead in like this heck perfect dead, circle. <laughs> it's like this like really like amazingly designed uh, circle directly around this grave, which it's funny because between this and the description from the episode, we would think that the grave is the, the problem here, but it's it's not. It's barely a thing, actually. Well, and right? Dean even says this. He's like, I don't know, man. Like, it, maybe that chick died hard and like she now it, where it's unholy ground. And Sam is like, yeah. it couldn't possibly be unholy ground. Do you call Like it's ridiculous. Sam is being fucking ridiculous this entire episode. Chris, yeah. you put that tweet out. I'm assuming that was you, Chris, of like yes. Sam just yelling at Dean on our Twitter yeah. yesterday. And oh my God, <laughs> is that accurate? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sam's face was like kind of blurry too. Cause he's just a mess of emotion. He's just like, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um so obviously they decide you know well this is weird sam is willing to humor him and they're like okay well it's been a really long time you guys can correct me on this if i'm wrong but it's been like a super long time since either one of them has uh harassed a grieving father yeah, it's been it's been it's at been least like 45 at least two minutes. episodes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's time to go and do that. And they tend to be your <laughs> The boys are back in town. Let's go. Yeah. The boys are back I, in town. The boys are back in grief town. The there we go. <laughs> say it with me. The boys are back in town. In the cup. We're in the cut. Okay. Um, so, so they, they, go, they, they go harass go, this poor dad and like are trying to – and Dean is doing like this college. whole thing of uh, – yeah, professor at the local college. Uh, Dean is doing this whole thing of like, well, do you still feel her presence? And then and the guy's like, you know, I still call her sometimes. And Sam is like, that's perfectly normal. There's nothing wrong with that at all. <laughs> he's being such a weirdo about this Even whole the, thing. Dean definitely – he's like – I think – I don't know. Like I feel like Dean – maybe it's just that whole – the baseline of them – bothering a grieving dad but like dean does kind of like sound accusatory like yo this is a resurrection stuff in this greek book here you doing that bud (laughs) yeah later (laughs) later later dean gets super aggressive i'm not gonna lie but like right now sam is kind of being yeah 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 he's being a non technically yeah sam's technically wrong but he's in this situation happens to be right uh there is a case here she was brought back from the dead but they are just harassing a grieving father it seems like dude come on but sam never had a problem with that before so he's not using again, Greek he's magic. overcompensating <laughs> he's he's overcompensating this entire like again meaningful glances yeah. awkwardly exchanged oh, yeah. well they're, they, and they have it out right after this like they go back to the hotel yeah. room and sam is like i know what this is this isn't about a case this is about you not wanting to visit mom's grave and dean's like you know what fuck this i'm getting a beer i am out <laughs> leave me alone dude which like high five dean man like <laughs> shut up about my family issues i know what they are uh, sam really got under my skin on this episode guys i'm sorry i'm gonna i'm gonna bring it down a notch in a minute but he really got under my skin right. I'm, I'm with you i'm with you on this one but it's okay team dean all the way team dean M- matt is watching like videos on his tv of his ex-girlfriend and this is He's watching like these like nice videos that they recorded together, and she's being all shy. He's being all like you know 
bruh. And but it's but it's cute. But it's cute. Like it's it's like he obviously cares about her. Like she's like climbing a tree and he's like, This is a nice tree. I don't know. It's this whole thing. And then she shows up behind him and just like slits the dude's throat and like you see blood on the screen and like that dude's dead. We first we see her reflection in the TV. Which is very cool. Nice nice. And then immediately in the next scene, we have Dean sneaking around in her apartment. Um looking at photos of her or something like that. And again, we see somebody's reflection uh, in the photo that he's looking at, whatever it is. And Dean turns around expecting to, I guess, see a ghost. The audience is expecting to see a ghost. Uh, But it's just Angela's roommate who's like in her underwear and is like, holy fucking shit, some hot guy just broke into my apartment. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm sweet. And Dean says, I'm uh, Angela's cousin, Alan. And she's like, well, Angela's dad didn't tell him you were coming over. And he just holds up his car keys and is like... Why wouldn't I have these then? <laughs> like, yeah. okay. It just charms his way through it. Works. This is another situation where if Dean wasn't hot, if he was not well, a hunk, this well, would not be. This is a, this is a hunk based strategy right now. This if is he was a, like a little bit overweight, like his hairline wasn't as strong. Uh, this would not fly. I feel like if so this was a Fallout game, we this would be could a, not. We couldn't do this. We could not do this. Say. If this was a okay. Fallout game, well, they, they would have an option at the bottom of like down the drain. Charm their way through hunks that <laughs> yeah. required like fifteen, and I'm at like yeah. He got the hunk like perk in his character creation yeah. at the beginning of his life. He got the hunk perk. <laughs> so he finds out from this like grieving person that like um you know Angela was perfectly great. She was great. She was just so so great. This chick She's is like just, just so weeping great. openly. Um, and then <laughs> you guys. Oh uh, well, I guess let's, let me before we get to that. She says that oh yeah, Matt killed himself last night, and that's super sad too. Like that's that's he was so torn up about it. He had said he had been seeing her everywhere, and she was you know blah 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 blah. And Dean's like, damn, that's sad. All right, I guess there's no case here. Better go home. And that's the well, that's the episode. <laughs> <laughs> he goes back to the hotel room where Sam, fully like dressed this. with yes. shoes, yeah. fully. I just want to. I just want to reemphasize this one more time. Fully dressed is watching pornography. Just like, like guys, I don't want to get into. See, no, see, I, I like do to not want to get into the particular. I don't want to get into I particular. I do want to get. I want to. I would very much like to get into particular. I'm pretty sure Sam's doing it wrong, right? No, no. I imagine that Sam, <laughs> Sam just sat down. He's been kind of thinking about it for a little bit. He saw he saw the ad on top of the TV. Yep. He's just been like, he's been thinking it over, and he's like, "Team's been gone. I'm not sure if he's gonna." Gonna be coming back anytime soon. He's just—I imagine him paces once or twice, uh, and then he puts the TV on. He flicks to that channel, and there's just says he got to order it. He flicks to a different channel. A few minutes later, he flicks back, and he's like, "I mean, I mean, what? There's no harm. There's no harm." But just looking, and he finally like clicks on the ad for it, and it just starts saying the Casa Erotica, whatever it is. And he's just—he's just sort of kind of zoned into it, like, "All right, okay, this is this is this is probably okay, right?" Uh, and then suddenly Dean walks in. He's like, "Oh shit, son of a bitch!" <laughs> <laughs> do you think that there was a phone call? Like, do you think Maybe. he called Dean's cell phone? And I think, was like trying I think, to see, yeah. like, hey, He's like, hey, uh, so you're uh, gonna be a while? Is that you, are you a beer two out of six? Just trying to get a rough kind of estimate. Are you, yeah, just just quick question. I'm getting ready to turn in. I want to make sure that I don't yeah. freak out when you come just home. So sure. uh, yeah. roughly uh, within 30 minutes, how how far away are you? Yeah, were you planning on getting gas or? Uh, oh, no reason, no, no, uh, no reason. Uh, but I was thinking, do you, do you think you had to call the front desk to order? The, he's, like he's, he's definitely going to be no, the one checking out, works. right? Like he's definitely. Because I was going to say, just there. just imagine Sam having to call, be like, "Uh, hi." Um, 
That's not how that works, though, right? It, uh, yeah, I don't know, but he's in a shitty hotel. So he's like, so can I can I please get the package for a channel? You know, 69? you guys are such prudes that you don't know how hotel room porn works. And then <laughs> it's free on the internet, Jeremy. And, and then in the morning, when Sam has to leave the motel and he has to check out and talk to the person yeah. at the front desk, he like jumps in front of Dean. They give him this look like you're a whole new level of freak. You're a whole new level of freak. <laughs> he's like, what do you expect me to go dark side or something? <laughs> Right, Everybody guys, listening, sorry. you're going to think this is a joke. Go to monster.cool slash Chris loves this and check out a whole new level of freak. Just going to say that out loud right now. <laughs> oh, I forgot you put it on the website. It's my favorite, it's my favorite YouTube video. It's on our website now. www.monster.cool oh, so slash Chris yeah, loves God this. bless whoever made that video. All right. So uh, Dean comes back and uh, he's stolen with Angela's diary. We, we, unless you I got mean, more to I say. Wasn't, but. <laughs> Again, I just, I like the idea that Sam is like such a square. He doesn't know how to watch porn properly like he's just sitting there with like his hands on his knees and like back straight he's just like what is this <laughs> so Again, uh, i just i just imagine that it's just him kind of like he's, he's, he's like just about he's got he just got distracted by it kind of he's taken, he's taken right, off right, his right belt when, right like he's got yeah. the belt out of the way and that's in the corner yeah. but he's not gonna do it anyway dean walks in realizes instantly <laughs> what happens and is like awkward <laughs> <laughs> The, yeah, the way this is filmed too, like it's it's a, it's very much a gag. It's very much a joke. I really really like this. Like they and they mm-hmm. Jensen and um the other one Jared like play this off each other really really well. So I, this is hundred percent cool. Yeah. But yeah, Dean has stolen Angela's diary. <laughs> which, yeah. Go Dean. Like if you're gonna go yeah. go go deep. Like, like going if you're through gonna go it all like the way. Uh, yeah. Going through it like she's Laura Palmer from Twin Peaks. Exactly. Get all her <laughs> nice. secrets. Nice. <laughs> Figure out what happened. Uh, this, this is where they skip track the boring. Down, uh, uh, skip the boring chapter about all the motorcycle boyfriends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not gonna mean anything at the end. I promise. Start halfway through season one. You'll be all right. Yeah, you'll be fine. <laughs> but this is where they read of Neil, who is uh, there's mm-hmm. a. There's a phrase that Dean uses here. Did anybody catch it? Like, I, and I don't. He says something weird, and I didn't write it down, which I feel bad about. But like, is he it says, about the shoulder to cry on, or yeah, there was some weird that he's like a it. true shoulder to cry on, or something like Man, that. I wish I'd wrote it down. Like, it was something. It was so. It was something that was so weird, and like he could have just said friend zone, but like didn't. I don't. Anyway, it doesn't it's, matter. Well, it's yeah, it's the writers wanting to say friend zone without saying it sure. is what it is. Yeah, but they decide to again pretend to be grief counselors. <laughs> And roll up in this dude's house. <laughs> and Neil is just instantly like, I didn't know the college even had grief counselors. And he's like, oh, yeah, all the time. We're here for your uh, grief. That's <laughs> <So Yeah. weird. laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so good. I love, I love all of this. I, stuff like, I like watching the boys be really bad at whatever they're pretending to be. It's always nice. <laughs> yeah. But Neil tells them, like, hey, you know, uh, that dude, Matt, he might have committed suicide, but he deserved it. Like, it was his fault. Like, he's the one that cheated on her and made her ride in that car, made her drive in that car all crazy, and she killed, and she, you know, ended up dying. Like, that's his fault. And uh, Dean's solution to this is, well, you know what? Let's go burn her bones. That can't hurt. <laughs> Which, yeah, no. <it's- laughs> Which, I love that that's just a thing for them. Like, sure. yeah, we might as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Why not? <laughs> we'll just dig up this body. It's fine. Yeah, it's totally fine. And what happens? But uh, they dig up the grave, and uh, it's empty. Oh, no. And then we go back to Neil, who is... <laughs> he saw that movie, Living or uh, Dead Girl, one too many times. He saw the movie Dead Girl one time. <laughs> uh, He's like, hey, I could do that. 
Yeah, and he he has resurrected this child, this chick, and uh, I almost said this child, which has been way worse. He's resurrected oh. this chick and is like full on making out with the dead girl. And it's uh, gross. It's so gross. It's not. Guys. It's it's super gross. It's super super Ew. super gross. Said it. He resurrects her from the dead, and he resurrects himself from the friend zone. Yo. Yep. Hey-o. Man, I Ew. just this is just <laughs> it's real nasty. It's all bad. This all is all great. Right. Uh, it's so bad. Um, this is oh my god, damn this episode. I swear. I guess. So and I guess like then it, it cuts back to Sam and Dean, and they see a symbol actually carved into, into the, the casket, the lid of the casket, and that's when. Uh, like, I've seen these symbols before. Yeah, I've seen this Greek magic before. Because <laughs> Dean has a mind like a steel trap, man. Let me tell you, he sure does. if there's a symbol anywhere, he recognizes it. But he's great yep. at identifying at It is something that I guess that they're kind of consistent with. This Dean is pretty good with symbols. Which, I mean, they, he has to be good at something, right? Yeah. Maybe no, not so much the words, but definitely symbols. He definitely, yeah. he definitely knows that BOC. Kind of guy. <laughs> that BOC logo. <laughs> yeah. He's got that on lock. Oh, yeah. Um, so they go and confront the dad. And this is where Dean goes from, like, kind of uh, yeah, trying to figure out what's going on to, like, full on, like, yelling at the dad. I know what you did. What's dead should stay dead. What's dead should stay dead, like, over and over again. And, like, which he's very, <laughs> like, they're not subtle about how, like, Dean is dealing with, like, oh, I wish I could resurrect people from the dead because, you know, <laughs> I'm like, bum, my dad's dead, my mom's dead. Like, you know, like, they, they're not subtle about what he's going through here. But, you know, it's, it's, it's an understandable thing. Like, they're both overcompensating in different directions, it seems. So. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, um, uh, and, they Sam eventually gets him out of here by saying, "Like, look over there. Like, she he can't be hiding her here. The plants are still alive. Which, that plant's yeah. alive. Yeah. <laughs> Good. I think even I think uh, Sam even says like beautiful golden leaves or something. <laughs> 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 it's something ridiculous. Oh, it's fun though. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's real good stuff." Keep on. Which actually, <laughs> once once they actually get out there, I even as overwrought as that scene was with Dean, like I. I I think this works better if you keep in mind what happened in the last episode um, where Sam says, Dean, I don't scare easy, but man, you're scaring the crap out of me. Like, yeah. that's a really good line, I think. Like, as, as annoying as Sam is for these – most of the season, um, the, I really like that idea of, like, Sam – Getting kind of, you know, he shook from, yeah. well, like, you know. You're not acting like yourself. And he says something mm-hmm. along the lines of, you're lucky there's a real case here. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Because if not, then you're just totally losing it. But this is just another example of Sam going after Dean for like these grief issues that again yeah. seem like he, Sam again, projecting, yeah, just and just pushing and pushing and pushing where you don't you don't because, need to push that hard, yeah. Because after a certain point, I think that I think that in a way they have dealt with their dad's death, but there's still something wrong with Dean, and Sam doesn't know what that is. Yeah, he just thinks that it's it's what happened with their dad, which is partially that, but it's also that secret that we keep bringing up. Right. That Sam absolutely, <laughs> has absolutely no idea about. But he's like, yo, you know, I totally know what you're going through. And Dean keeps telling him, no, you don't. Like, yeah. leave me alone. <laughs> um, the, the, anyway. This is all this is all super good. Like, and um, mm-hmm. this is where Sam and Dean sit down and start talking about how to kill a zombie. And uh, zombies. <laughs> Dean says something to the extent of like I can't believe there's any lore on this, and Sam is like, "There's just too much lore." Which like, yeah. Hello, Dark Souls Three. We see you. This is totally <laughs> What's up, bro? We know three. There's three different ways to get the curse. Oh, okay, cool. Um, and it, it's funny that they would run up it, into something like this because 
there really is just too much shit out there about zombies. Like, mm-hmm. it's one of the most popular things in pop culture. And this is the part, this is what I was trying to remember early, guys. This is where Dean calls uh, Neil's, like, obsession with Angela, unrequieted ducky love. That's, yeah. that's the phrase yeah. that I was looking for. Yeah, yeah. That's I'm, glad, I'm glad thing. we got that's there. That's a real eventually. weird thing. It's a, it's a, it's a weird way mm. to say that, but I'm, I'm into it. So they break into his house, because that's what they do. Like, that's just, like, num- house number 73 that they've broken into, and they find a basement right. with a lock on the outside, which I didn't realize this when I bought this house. Um, there's a closet in this house with a lock on the outside. Which whoa yeah, which my, my wife old just, house had that. Always, my wife just calls it the punishment closet. Inside. So, oh god, <laughs> I don't know what went down there. But. The only thing I can think of is if it was meant to keep kids out of the closet. So if it's up top, and it's locked, no, no, no. This is this know. is not. This is definitely not that. No, uh, it's straight up just to lock a person in. Yeah, there. when uh when we were kids, my sister's room uh, had a lock on the top of it, like a did bolt and my parents didn't put it there uh Jesus. so whenever they would be mean to me because i was the little brother i would go up oh, and uh, no. i would just like stand on top of our, our hamper and, and lock them in their room because you know it would six cents them yeah sure because uh, yeah, that makes sense so they have this <laughs> confrontation with me <laughs> well no they, they don't actually like um what happens here is that like they go down to explore the basement and dean is like oh yeah there's definitely a zombie down here and dean like cracks a joke and sam is like you should be serious about this man there's a zombie on the loose <laughs> yeah. and i'm like dude you didn't believe this until like five seconds ago like what is your lay off sam he's just <laughs> he's too much <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, but this is where we go back Feelings. to the roommate uh, from earlier, and uh, we, we realize that this the Angela, the zombie, has escaped out the window and has gone to her roommate's house to kill her roommate um, with a just a, a giant pair of novelty Why? scissors, right? Like just yeah. a no- pair of novelty biggest, scissors that are on the, the, on the desk. I, I actually don't remember. Like, is this isn't like, because did we ever find out why? Uh, Angela was so upset. Have, have we have we found? Oh that yeah, out? yeah, yeah. Because, because she was sleeping uh, Matt with, was uh, cheating Matt. on her with yeah. her. Okay, yeah, I didn't know when that came up, and it's with her roommate, right? Yes, yes, yeah. absolutely. Okay, so yeah, and because like it, at first, I actually had forgotten that. I'm like, why does she go to kill her roommate? That seems unnecessary. I was like, <laughs> oh yeah, because she's, and then that makes sense for why she was so like laying on thick her love of Angela whenever. Um, uh, whenever Dean was there, because she feels super guilty, obviously. So this is pretty sad. Yeah, this is this is sad. But luckily, the boys show up, and um, they have chosen yep. um, silver bullets this <clears throat> time to try to kill the zombie. And it doesn't work. They shoot her several times. Nope. She runs out. Dean says something about, man, that zombie sure can move. Which is really <laughs> yeah. good. Or that dead chick can run. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or that dead chick can run. Um, um, and this is where they confront <laughs> Neil, and Dean is fucking pissed. Like, he's like, yeah. you shouldn't bring people What's back. dead should stay dead. What's dead okay. should stay dead, et cetera, et cetera. And um, I, I just like, I like the idea that he's like, oh, that was a good line. I got to wait till I finish <laughs> <find laughs> the this there so you use that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's intense. It's, it's I would intense be scene. very scared if Dean was yelling at me like that. And then Dean figures out that, like, Angela is probably there because there's dead plants. So he's like, I really think you should come with me. Right uh, at a certain yeah, point, Dean looks past his, like, you little shithead act to, like, all right, dude, you're a little shithead in the friend zone. And uh, 
we're still going to save you. So you should probably listen to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, come with us right now. And Neil's like, no, no, I'm not going to. No. He literally this, answers this like is, that. He like, is like half crying. No, this no. is actually kind. Uh, I, again, I don't know if this is intentional, but this is setting up kind of some stuff where Neil has resurrected her. And because he's so, so thirsty for this dead chick, uh, he is not realizing that she's nothing like what she was. Whenever yeah. She's a lot. She was alive. And, but he's so close to the situation. He can't actually see that. And that, kind of gets brought up at the very end of the season uh, again. Um, and it's real important later. Like, so I think it's actually really important that we like as much as, as a, of a doofus as Neil is kind of being at this point, like, you know, it, he was so attached to the situation. I, I can't really see how he's not seeing this, but I'm sure maybe if, I don't know, guys. I was trying to defend Neil. I can't. <laughs> can't defend Neil. Can't. Yeah, you can't defend Neil. I was, I was Dean, trying to be. Dean sy- gave him a chance. Dean gave him a chance to walk away from his yeah. his lovesick disease, uh, and the boy didn't take the chance. You know what they say? Once you, uh, once no, you go, I don't. I once don't. you go corpse, you never yeah. go. Uh, yeah. yeah, back. I don't sure. know no. how to get it right. No, 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 sure. no, 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 no. So. <laughs> um, the deader well, the, the barrier, the sweeter that... the juice. Is that is that what we could say? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. No, oh, you nailed it. You nailed it. So Dean is like, well, we better go perform that other ritual that we found at the grave because he's totally like, let's lure <laughs> yeah. this this dead chick to the grave. Am I right? Of course. And so yeah, at this they point, uh, they to leave. The grave. <laughs> Angela Angela walks over and is to Neil um, and is like, "Oh yeah, we got to go over there and we got to stop them." And Neil's like, "You mean kill them, right?" And she's like, "No, baby. Like we're just gonna go and um, she's real yeah, creepy. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely kill them." <laughs> and Neil's like, "Okay, well let me go pull the car around." And then he tries to jet, but of course, dude. Your zombie girlfriend is definitely going to show up. Like she knows you like the back of her hand, like the back of her cold rotted yeah. hand. So she shows up and just like instantly kills him. It just breaks his great. fucking neck. <laughs> like, that's so intense. Like, As, like, I'm Whoa. sorry, Neil, but you had that coming. Totally, we tried. 100 had that coming. You're we no, tried. you're no Greek magician, so you shouldn't be doing <laughs> Greek magic. <laughs> <laughs> I do <laughs> like though, like uh, Sam and Dean are really laying it on with like the. I they didn't have to go all out with faking this ritual, right? Like she doesn't know what a ritual looks like. Well, I think th- this was kind of smart because like their next play is to. Uh, I think they said like the next biggest thing besides silver bullets was nailing them into their own coffin. So like mm-hmm. they they wanted to entice her back, and like this was actually a pretty good idea of like, oh hey, we can we can unkill her. Basically, I don't know what the, I don't know what the word for killing a zombie is, but like we can <clears throat> we can take up we can take away her undead life, and if we do this thing, so she instantly goes over there because she doesn't want to die. Uh, She's like, oh, I don't want that. Yeah, <clears throat> and th- and this and this is all good. Like they they're over there, like uh, you know, just doing some lighting some candles and some other bullshit and all of a sudden they yeah, hear some noise nonsense in the magic it's yeah, yeah, like they're going real none of this matters. setting it up <laughs> <laughs> I like how Sam just happens to be the bait like I, I guess because Dean wants to do uh, I do kind of like like I mean we'll get to it but like the way they actually take her out I really dig because um, I I really like zombies are kind of played out and they're lame for the most part 
they can still be scary if used correctly, but uh, yeah, I like <laughs> the lore that you have to, they have to be permanently impaled back into their grave. Like I've yeah. always liked that as a, like that was always my favorite kind of like ghost zombie lore um, as a kid ever since. And I like that they relate it back to vampires. Like, yeah, that's probably where yeah. it came from for a vampire lore. Cause it, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not how it works in our world, but, but. It's just, that's just a, I, I like that little detail. But yeah. yeah, like, so they use Sam as, as bait. And Dean, again, he again says, what's dead should stay dead, which at mm-hmm. this point I'm like, okay. Yeah, he's really hammering that home. But of course <laughs> it's because it. he's dealing with his own I'm, I should have stayed dead issues. Don't, uh, don't, don't forget about this badass slide that he does, right? That's true. He does. Oh, really that's slide. true. So they, like, Combat to set the, to set day. the action up, um, Sam mm-hmm. goes out, baits her in. She kind of, like, gets the best of Sam and breaks his hand, which, which he actually, uh, he actually yeah. broke his arm yeah. for real, right? And Jared Padalecki broke his, broke his hand yeah. in this episode, so they had to kind of just write it in. Which, <laughs> hey, it's fun times. That's fun cool. times for everybody. Um, but then he kind of leads her back to the to the grave, and Dean just like shoots her seventeen times and knocks her in it. Does a running slide with like this giant stick and Which just is like awesome. Like it'd be like if in Dark Souls you rolled off a cliff and then like you know plunge attack somebody and killed them. Like it's that yeah. badass. It's so great. It's so much fun. Yeah. And it's, then, it's good stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then she kind of she just kind of dies, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. She undies. Well, yeah. Dies. Uh, what's, what's dead is, what's dead should stay dead. She should stay dead now. She was dead. She should stay that way. It's fine. So what do we, what do we do from here, fellas? After this, um, uh, they, they the kind of leave. Dean gives a lingering long look at, to, uh, well, I guess first they bury her, which is nice of them. Like they, they actually mm-hmm. fill this grave yeah. back up. Um, they, they leave. Dean gives a lingering look at her, at his mom's grave. And, um, as they're going down the road. He realizes he has to talk about his feelings, and as everybody knows that listens to this podcast, the Winchesters can't talk about their feelings and drive at the same time. So they have to nope. pull alongside the road, get out, and have a conversation. And this is hey, where it's, da- it's dangerous to dude cry and, and to dude mist. One hundred percent, you can't be crying. You could you can end up like the dead girl that they just had to take care yeah. of. Yeah, we just saw that happen. That's yeah, true. they just showed the danger. Sam would totally do that Greek magic to bring Dean back, and you know that's true. You know <laughs> yeah. that's true. Sam yeah. is that guy. He's like, hey, I know how to do this. Sam is the Neil of this relationship. T- oh, tell me it's not no. true. Actually, no. It spoilers. Dean's the Neil of the relationship. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Dean is finally having this this revelation of realizing that John sacrificed himself in some way to save him. Uh, they still don't really know the full extent of it, but I think that they get. Um, and he says, "Jeremy, as you have in your notes, uh, I never should have come back. It wasn't natural. Uh, it was supernatural." And oh. he, this is where Dean is now with the fact that he's left with nothing but this rage that he's dealt with in the last episode um, and these, again, unrequited feelings for um, communicating with his brother and not being able to deal with his parents' death, all these different things. Dean doesn't have any champion, his dad, uh, anymore to guide him through these things. Mm -hmm. So he's, again, I've said this before, I don't think Dean is necessarily wants to be dead but in some ways, it's he's just kind of wishes that he had been left to die, uh, so that he wouldn't have to deal with this and not be this twisted, corrupted thing. Because in some ways, he sees the way that Angela is brought back to uh, from the dead, uh, and was this sweet young girl, and then turns into this vicious, murderous monster. And I think he, in some ways, kind of sees himself the same way. Like yeah, beforehand, like he, 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 he says, have all these issues, and now he 
does. Yeah, and he says like, and this is kind of the thing. He's like, "Hey, shut up, Sam." Where he's like, "He's like, what could you possibly say to make that all right?" Right. Which is like, that's like, he's got a point. So Sam, just shut up. <laughs> like, just be quiet. This isn't about yeah. This isn't about them both having lost their father, them both having lost their mother. This is Dean being like, no, 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 no. I should be dead, and instead, our father <laughs> is dead. And it's and it and you know this is this is kind of powerful. Like as we saw in the last episode, he is changing. Like the death of his dad has affected him greatly, and then mm-hmm. probably not to a, to an extent that he likes. Like yeah, he he's probably not the dude that would normally be um, sawing off some dude's some vampire's head like this in a brutal cold murder. Yeah, right. He was never one to shy away from the violence or from from killing things, but now it's it's different. Now it's taking a pleasure in them because there's something mis- missing. There's the there's a piece missing. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So this is a, for I mean, like I remember leading up to this episode, we were all kind of like, eh, "This is okay," but like then actually having watched it, like this is actually pretty good stuff. Like I mean, it's, this is a little overacting and maybe a little overriding here right. and there, but like I think actually what it winds up dealing with, it's setting up a lot of good stuff thematically. Uh, it gets like Dean finally just gives it to Sam. He's like, "Shut." Up, <laughs> like just leave me alone, and this is why you need to leave me alone because you can't possibly know what is going on right now. So, yeah, I think overall this episode is okay. I I have a man, just like somebody resurrecting his 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 like crush so that he can sleep with her is just so disgusting. Like, and it's I'm and glad it's that fitting. it's treated the way it's treated though. Me me too. Like it's 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 like, treated as despicable as <clears throat> despicable as it actually is. Which yeah. is good. Like it's just so gross. And I don't that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad mark on the episode at all. It's just, you know, that they're dealing with gross supernatural stuff. Like it's a real real slimy guy. It's he's a real he's a real dick bag. And you know what? I'm glad he's dead. Glad he's not ever gonna show back <laughs> oh, up. God. I'll fucking say it. I'll fucking say it right now. <laughs> you know what? Neil was a shit dead. bag. I don't care how good his grades were. <laughs> sucking up to her dad life, guys. At, at the camp at the camp come on dude he's, su- he's sucking up to her dad that's so stupid he made out with a dead girl he made out I'm with a dead girl I'm gonna staunchly okay yes it, it, maybe I don't think he deserved to get his head spun around though like that's not okay you're a nicer guy than I am you're the nice guy on the body Chris, hit us with that episode synopsis of season two, episode five. Simon said. Called Simon said. All right. Hello. <laughs> Mysterious cell phone messages turn law-abiding citizens into killing machines. The brothers, the hunks, investigate. Uh, or the, the brothers' investigation leads them to an easygoing slacker who shares Sam's psychic abilities, which is straight up false. <laughs> Hello. Yep. Because number one, sorry, the brothers, guys, I lied. The, bro- <laughs> the brothers did not investigate anything to get here. It's just Sam's no. mission. Number two, he does not have any of Sam's psychic abilities. Like they just no. both happen to have mind powers. Anyway, actually, we are jumping ahead. Doesn't he say something about having visions? I don't think so. I didn't, I don't I didn't catch so. it when I listened no, to he, when I no, it. Oh, man. They have a conversation later, and Sam tells him that he has visions. Uh, and Andy is like, wow, that sucks. <laughs> like, I can mind control people, and you just see people I, die I, when I, you go to that sleep. That's what it is. That yeah, yeah. 
So for the My for bad. the listeners anyway. out there, this is going to tie back into um, the episode from season one, whose name I forget. Nightmare. Where, Nightmare, where we find um, another child who's, who has been affected by this demon who is going crazy and has weird psychic abilities. Um, so our cold open is a uh, like a jolly looking dude walking down the street. He gets a call on his cell phone, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely." And while he's saying, "Yeah," you see visions of this dude like cocking back a shotgun and like shooting people. Um, and then he like just kind of like puts down the phone and kind of merrily goes into a hardware store. He mm-hmm. asks to see a gun. The guy behind the counter is like, "You want to see a gun, Doc? <laughs> That's fun. That's funny. Like, you never want to do anything with guns." Proceeds to give this dude a gun. Hand him bullets when he asks, and then surprised when the dude loads the gun. Which, like, I mean, how many years have you been operating a gun shop? Like, what what are you doing? Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, this this jolly old fella just blows him the fuck away with the shotgun. Um, which I guess in 2006, this wasn't as sad as it is now. <laughs> like watching this, I was like, oh man. Yeah. yeah what a yeah. much more naive time we were in. Th- this this was a this is a bummer. Six. Um, uh, he also uh, the. The doc, who is the the only name for this guy that we get, is like saying to everybody, like, "Oh, hey, it's okay. It's everything's gonna be okay. Everything's gonna be okay." And then he turns and gun on himself and shoots himself in the head. Which and this that's is actually like this is really effective. I thought actually, like he's like, "It's okay. It's all gonna be like that." That disaffective like like uh, delivery is. Just, I think that works super well. Yeah, like he's calming um, everybody down, and then he yeah. goes and does that. There's something about the cold blooded killer who's not reacting to the violence that he's like. You know, mm. committing mm-hmm. basically mm-hmm. like he's he's just like come, looking around like calm and like boom boom boom. So the uh, they wake. We realize that this was one of Sam's visions. Yes, and Sam wants to go to the roadhouse to go see if Ash can help them track this down because uh, knowing that all of his visions are tied into demon activity and knowing that every time he's had like hardcore visions, it's always been something related to the demon. Knowing that Ash can track these demon signs from the information they gave him from his dad, he wants to go to the roadhouse. Dean is a little bit worried about this, though, because he kind of doesn't want the other hunters to know that Sam is having these visions. Worried that, I think, you know, the hunters are going to see Sam as a as a supernatural being and want to kill him. Just like, probably Dean is kind of worried about. Like, he's kind of worried, like, man, if this keeps going, something's going to happen to Sam. I, you know, it's, it's, ugh, this is going to be bad. <clears throat> But they end up going to the roadhouse, and I love this scene with Joe where she's literally hustling people, people out of uh, Cabela's Big Game Hunter. Like, hustling yeah. rent money out of <laughs> yeah. hunters this is playing Cabela's good. Big Hunter. But Cabela's Big Game Hunter. This is just fantastic. These, you know, badass, these guys who think they're badass is coming in. Um, they're like, oh, yeah, little Missy, well, I'll beat you in this shooting video game. Uh, well, I'll show you. And, yeah, she's just, she's just cleaning up in there. And Ellen comes over, and she's like, yeah, why don't you check the high scores before you go and uh, agree to a bet. <laughs> she hits it, and obviously, Joe has all of the uh, the high scores. Joe's. I best. guess it's supposed to show her us that she's like. There's more to her than meets the eye because she's a cute looking girl. Um, but she's yeah. In some ways, I granted, I don't think that uh, this game and shooting things in real life are exactly one to one, but we, we get the idea. Yeah, yeah. Um. So they they go find Ash, who is in his room. Not responding to the name Ash. Instead, he has sketched um, Doctor Badass is in is in session, and so he only responds <laughs> yeah, to the word yeah. the name Doctor Badass. And he approaches the door naked and completely willing to help. And he's like, "Oh yeah, tracking some demons. I'll probably need this pants is for great. that." I really love Dean and Sam's reactions. They're just like, "Whoa!" I think when he comes <laughs> to the door, he has this great line. He's like, "Sam, Dean." 
Seventeen. It's good stuff. There's just like this cacophony of lights and sound coming from the room. Like, what is Ash doing? <laughs> what what is Ash doing is an excellent question that I wish that I wish the show would explore a lot more, to be honest with you. I would take a spin-off feature, like a web series just based on Ash at this point. Like I think it'd be great. Oh, absolutely. Um pretty excellent. So they sit down in front of the computer and uh, Sam starts feeding Ash information. Like, here's what this bus yeah. logo looks. They track down the city. But Ash doesn't know exactly, like, what to do. Like, what 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 do I look for? And Sam starts getting real specific. Like, look for anybody whose house burned down, whose mother died when they were six months old to the day. Da, 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 da. And Ash is like, what the fuck is this? Like, this doesn't, how do you <laughs> yeah. know this? That's, like, the most specific thing. Exactly. Yeah. Dean is looking over, like, why are you telling this? This is, like, family Dean's shit. Dean's looking over at Sam, like, that's the most specific thing. He's like, what are you doing? <laughs> this is exactly what I didn't want you to do. <laughs> while, while Ash looks, um, Dean goes to the bar, grabs a beer, and, uh, oh, boys. Joe, Joe. walks over. Joe walks Ooh. over to the jukebox. She's and so aggressive. Joe is, um, <laughs> we talked about Neil being thirsty. Joe is oh. being a little thirsty right here. And and just to take a, a minute, we uh in the first episode of the season when we're introduced to an, an episode of the season of the podcast, uh we're introduced to Joe and we, the three of us had a conversation about like uh Dean and Joe's relationship and like how it's more platonic than it is, but like I again, we, we have we have not gotten to that point. <laughs> I think my point still stands like that's going to come later right now. She's thirsty. She's so yeah. She puts yeah. on the most obvious Ario Speedwagon song ever. <laughs> and she's like, damn right. <laughs> I, I might have to cut in. Um, I, I can't have that. I can't stop this feeling anymore. Right. Like just yeah. a little, just like some of the, like, like just a little bit under the background. You can cut can, the part where eh. Dean's singing it. I'm keeping you inside. You're a candle in a window on a cold dark winter's night And I'm getting closer than I ever thought I might You're kidding, right? We, we, here's the thing. We have all had this song stuck in our head, right? Like, since we since we were talking about this episode, like, last week. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, I've had it in my head since then, so you know, they deserve it, too. You guys, <laughs> we're all in this together. Meanwhile... Ash has found um, a, a a person of circumstances similar to Sam's. Um, so he's he's found a, a name and an ID. They uh, <clears throat> feed it to Sam and Dean, and they, they they go off and they they run away. On the way there, Dean is totally singing this. Uh, I can't stop these feelings anymore. Yeah. And like Sam looks at him and like really, and he's like, I, dude, I just got it stuck <laughs> in my head for some reason. It's definitely not the cute blonde at the bar that was singing it. Like it's definitely not that. Yeah, he's like, I heard it somewhere. I heard even it though I just somewhere. had this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Sam is um, really, really concerned because this is the second person that they've run across that could be, you know, it could be violent and they could be, a, you know, as a child affected by the demon, just like Sam is. So Sam is really worried that every single child, this Dean, this demon has touched. I almost said this Dean has touched. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Uh, different no. episode that's coming in season 13. We'll just watch. Oh, boy. Oh, jeez. Uh, oh, but every know. single child this demon has touched is going to like turn out super violent and horrible and wrong 
So, and this is going to be a running thing throughout this whole episode. He's constantly worried that he's a bad person because these other people are worried about it. So the boys go to whatever town this is, whose name I forgot. It does not matter at all. And uh, uh, I don't know. They go to they go to Andy's last place of employment, which is um, run by this woman whose name is Tracy. And her little buddy Weber, who's like a busboy, and she tells them like, "Oh, hey, you're not gonna find, you're not gonna get anything out of Andy." And then they're like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "Oh, no, you're debt collectors, right? Like they they always come around and they always leave empty-handed." I'm like, no, no, we're not debt collectors. We're lawyers. We're gonna give him money. So she says, "Oh, go look for the van with the, is it a Viking princess riding a polar bear? Do I got that right?" Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. She's but like, before it's that, they're like, this. <laughs> "There's this dude that like just randomly walks up behind him. He's like, Andy, Andy's yeah. the best. Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. Get that's, you that's, to that's Smith. Andy's the best. <laughs> <laughs> her, her little bud, her little Adam, bud Weber. <laughs> he looks like a really yeah. shitty version of uh, what's his Neil. name, Frodo Baggins. Oh, sure. he really does. But also, like, I, I, we were discussing this in chat. This is a big deal for me because I'm a huge fan of the Deus Ex games. This is Adam Jensen. No way. Yeah. Shut your. <laughs> Shut your stupid mouth! <laughs> Did you not see this? Did you not see this? I saw. Which I saw it briefly. But that was oh, I, I, like that's so crazy. Andy will get anyway. you anything. The best. The best part was this dude's IMDb page because listeners, <laughs> yeah. if if you're out there. I do a lot of research for this show. These other two guys don't do anything. Way too much. I do way too much research. Like I am going through like things to, to find stuff and editing and oh yeah, I do. I, I go. I go way too uploading. Too <laughs> this dude's IMDb page literally says, um, "I'm not going to try to pronounce his last name, but Elias has become an actor with a fan base and cult following." Around the world. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. I don't think Stop. so. He is, I'm sorry, sorry. Is he Jensen Ackles? He has played I'm sorry, dozens. Is, is he Jared He has played dozens of major characters on television in shows like Bitten, Lost Girl, Alphas, Stargate Atlanta, Smallville, Eureka, Houdini and Doyle, and particularly memorable characters on Supernatural and The Expanse. Like, and yo... Objectively false. Objectively <laughs> false. Steven, you said this and I agree. Not memorable at all. Like, this dude comes and goes like the fucking, like, like a water off a duck's back. Like, we never going to remember like this dude. a slightly chubbier Frodo Baggins with just, like, a chin strap. <laughs> sure, I can totally I, agree. Maybe it's a chin strap. I think it's a chin strap that automatically makes me not like him. Yeah, that'll make me not like anybody. I don't care who you are. You can be the nicest guy on planet Earth. You get a chin strap? I'm questionable. I got doubts. So the at best. So the boys go stake out the uh, the the van, <laughs> and uh, yeah, they watch yeah. this dude <laughs> like. And again, Sam, Sam spends a lot of time like the only th- the only word I can come up with this, and it's in my notes, is the word fretting. Like Sam is just mm. fretting about the possibility that he's been poisoned by this yellow eyed demon. He's just a mass murderer now. Despite that he has 47 years under his belt of not killing people. <laughs> the, the boys are old. The boys are way older than you guys think that they are, yeah. I promise. Mm-hmm. But they see Andrew, like, walking out of this um, building, and, like, he looks up to the second floor, and there's this, like, gorgeous woman and kind of like a, a nighty slash teddy thing and, like, waving goodbye at him, like, in her lingerie. And I'm like, <sighs> that's not good. Like, if... Because what we're going to find out pretty quickly is that his, like, psychic ability is to make people do things. Mm. And they, they, they're going to mess with this a little bit later and make this ability, like, take a dark turn. But, like, even right here, mm. it's still fucking dark. Like, if you're, if you're commanding like in a real women to sleep way. with you. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like this is we and again we I'm sorry we bored you in chat earlier, Chris. I apologize. But we went like a real in depth on Jessica Jones and the Purple Man and all this stuff. But yeah, like, yeah, I, had no, I had no idea what you were talking that. about. <laughs> it's it's super gross. It's it's not great. But we we see him like wave goodbye to the chick. We see him like steal a cup of coffee from a dude because that's totally normal, and then, like walk over to his. Uh, <laughs> Walk over to Dark Souls boss sided on the van. Yeah, exactly. The nameless king on the side of the van. Um, (laughs) They they see him walk into our jolly fellow Doc from earlier. Mm. And Sam recognizes him and says, oh, this is the guy I saw in my vision. Dean says, go chase that dude. I will follow Andy. And so they split up. And (laughs) I love this scene. I like this scene a lot. This is really good. That Dean is following this guy in the Impala. Chasing his van. The guy stops at a red light, walks out, and he walks over to Dean and is like, Man, this Impala is, is really nice. And Dean's like, Oh yeah, just gotta <laughs> just gotta restore. Da, 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 da. He's like, Do you mind if I have it? And Dean's like, Yeah, man, no problem. Here, here let me let me open the door for you. And it's all very smooth it's, and very natural. It's so quick to it's like, so quick to happen. So it's like I, they had to have rehearsed this over and over again to get the patter down just right because everything just smooth smooth it just smoothly flows into it. It's like a, just a normal conversation. He this dude drives off in the Impala, and Dean is looking around like, yeah, that was fine. Everything's cool. And he's like, wait a minute. Yeah, he has that one weird uh, realization at the uh, last second, just like, wait, hold on. Something, uh, did I just Panicky, do something bad? <laughs> Panicky Dean is my favorite Dean. When Dean is like completely out of his element and is super panicking over things like the Impala being gone, like... Yeah. Uh, that's really what makes Dean like kind of my favorite characters because like he just doesn't know what to do. He's like he sh- like he says this is he calls Sam uh, over the phone. And he's like yeah he full on, he full on Obi wan me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I love the oh, uh, full on Obi wan line. Like that's that's a that's a really good line. <laughs> turning that into a verb is very funny. Meanwhile, Sam is following the doctor and realizing that this the doctor is about to do. I say doctor, but everyone just calls him Doc. I don't. I don't know what his education level is, but yeah, I don't know. Um, if he I think a... he's actually supposed to be a doctor because of things how he's connected to Andy later. Right? Oh, that's absolutely right. Yes, yes, he is a he's a obstetrician. He is a, a birth doctor. I think that's the, the technical term for those guys. Sure. Um, Sam sees like this situation about to happen. Sees the doctor take a phone call. He's about to walk into the uh, hardware store or whatever. Sam runs in, pulls the fire escape. Fire escape? That's not the word. Fire alarm. Fire alarm? Security alarm. alarm. Whatever. Uh, (laughs) Sets it off. The guy, the doc is like, oh, well, that's weird. Gets another phone call. Walks into a bus. Like, just like walks in front of a bus and kills himself. Super depressing. Like, that's really sad. Yep. Um, So what we're setting up here is that this dude, Andy, is being a piece of shit and calling these people and making them do horrible things. Um, <laughs> during this whole exchange before, after, excuse me, after he pulls the fire alarm and before the doctor <laughs> runs into the side of the bus, he sees Andy drive by in the Impala and man, the, it, Sam's face <laughs> when he sees that is some of the most priceless shit I have ever seen. So Chris, yeah, if, if, we, if we can remember that needs probably needs to be the episode art. If we can find a good screenshot <laughs> of it, it's so okay. good. <laughs> It's so fantastic. I, I love it so much. We cut back to the diner, and Andy's, like, walking in. He's, like, super distraught. And the Mr. Chinstrap, uh, 
that we don't care about. He's like, yo, what's up, man? And Andy just totally walks right past Andy, him. He'll get you like, anything. <laughs> <laughs> he immediately goes up to um, oh, Tracy. Gosh, what's the girl's name? Tracy. Yeah, and uh, and tell. I guess like he tells her that like she didn't already know about that, right? Yeah, he tells her that like I just heard that Doc died. He was really important in my life. Like I just wanted to come and talk to you. And she's like, "Oh, it's okay." By the way, there were two guys looking for you. And he's like, "Who are those guys?" And that's when he kind of he kind of jets. It's also important to note that around this time, when Sam is totally convinced Andy is the killer, he's like, "Yeah, I saw him on the phone. He tricked you. He took the Impala. Um, Obviously, it's him." And Dean, despite the fact that he was you know Obi Wan or whatever. He's doesn't he doesn't read Andy that way at all, and I don't think that that's the mind control trying to talk for Dean. It's just Dean's no. legitimate impression of this dude is like he is kind of like a trickster, and when you really think about it, he's kind of like a slimy dude. Um, but he isn't he's not evil. murdering people. He yeah. isn't. Yeah, he isn't the evil just, that they're he's, used he's to. Very naive and like he's he has this power that you know he's kind of being like a goofy. And that isn't uh, to know, forgive very these immature boys. person. Yeah, that isn't to forgive um, these boys for the things they do. But uh, no, 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 he's no. not but the. I, I like. I like make Sam's, you kill yourself. I like Sam being like, dude, you had OJ convicted before he got out of his white car or whatever. He's the white Bronco. Yeah, indeed, yeah. yeah. it's like, OJ like, was well, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And let the record show, Dean has been proven right in the subsequent years. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> they decide to break into this dude's van, and uh, when they get in, they find it like a, like the stereotypical like love van. Like he's got it decorated in like cloth curtains. There's a mattress on the floor. Sam's I would not want to touch anything, anything in, in there. It's Absolutely. the it's the Ooh. after version of a pimp my ride cart. One hundred percent. Yeah. Um, he starts picking up like Sam starts picking up all these books and it's like all of these like deep philosophical books and then <laughs> Dean leans over and is like oh yeah he must read them and do this <laughs> he picks up this giant bong and says and, and it's Moby Dick's bong guys <laughs> I have I have I have come up with some theories in the past about Dean and I've been wrong I thought that Dean was going to be a skinwalker for the rest of the series after our encounter with the skinwalker in season one so my theory now and I'm waiting for somebody to prove it wrong is that Dean doesn't know that Moby Dick is a whale (laughs) (laughs) otherwise you're right because he definitely only watches movies that came out in the 80s doesn't read he doesn't do any of that stuff so you could definitely yeah unless it shows up in an Asian busty ladies magazine in a couple of seasons like he's not going to know what it (laughs) is I don't think that he knows that it's a whale distinct possibility he does not have. It's any funny idea. that uh, there were a bunch of times throughout the series where Dean kind of alludes to the fact of like, yeah, party a little bit, we do some drugs. He alludes to like smoking cigarettes from time to time. Uh, we never see him do anything other than take shots no, of whiskey and like sip a beer. But uh, he, he a few times here and there, despite the fact that they're on the CW, kind of alludes like he's a rough and tumble dude. And he's done some things. In a couple seasons, though, we get up just like we get straight up Supernatural's version of heroin usage. Yeah, <laughs> you had to know it was so, wrong. <laughs> they uh, they're gonna get there eventually. They they work up to it. <laughs> they go back to the Impala, which they have found with the keys in it, thankfully, and uh, they are yes. arguing about Andy. Sam seems to think that Andy is the big bad. Dean says, "Well, he just doesn't seem this type for me. That type, that type of guy." Then Andy shows up and is like, "You guys need to tell me everything. What are you doing?" And, and Sam is just like, "We're a lawyer. We're not doing the thing." And he's like, and then Dean just blurts out literally everything. He immediately says what they're 
the very first thing out of Dean's mouth is we are demon hunters. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't even. We haven't even heard themselves call them that. You know what I'm saying? We haven't even heard them call themselves yeah. that. That's crazy. <laughs> Which is a pretty, I don't know, that's a, maybe an insight into how uh, Dean likes to look at themselves. Like, yeah, we're, we're cool demon hunters. He played Hunt- Diablo a couple times. Sure, yeah. Like, we got crossbows. Saying hunters <laughs> isn't specific enough, so he was like, well, let me just add the additional context. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're not hunting Bams, you know what I'm saying? We're not, but we, so we're not we realize that, like, uh, <laughs> Sam's like, what are you doing? Yeah, as funny as this scene is, you also realize, like, oh shit, like, these psychic powers don't work on Sam, because he's also mm-hmm. a yep. psychic boy. And I, I do like these scenes that you all know I'm on Team Sam, except for, he, you know, he knows the shit out of me, too. So, um, but I, I like when Sam gets to do cool Sam things. And in this moment, he when he gets out of the car, and suddenly he's like big tough guy Sam. He's not emotional. Yeah. Uh, I'm sad about my dad dying, Sam. Uh, well, it's because he's like three feet taller. Than he's so dude. much taller than Andy. <laughs> and he just keeps trying to be like, get away from me. Don't go. And he's like, not going to work on me, bro. <laughs> he's just like getting in his face. He's like, tell me, tell me everything that happened, essentially. And despite the fact that, so he sends Dean off to go uh, investigate well, the next vision that Sam has. Yeah, Sam right? has a vision of like this chick pouring gasoline mm-hmm. all over himself, all over herself. She's wearing a wig, right? Has to be. Yeah, yeah. Like, something something yeah. looks weird with There's her. There's something I, something very strange about something this movie. very strange. Yeah. Um, when Sam comes back to like the Andy is like, I didn't do that. And then they see a fire truck drive past sirens blaring. So he seems, he sends mm-hmm. Dean to like go investigate. And that's how they realize that like, okay, well this chick is barbecued. It happened while we were with Andy. It can't be Andy. Yeah. And there's also this kind of dilemma of like, why am I having these horrible visions if I can't do anything about them? Mm-hmm. Because he had it basically as it was happening. Sam and Andy have like this conversation about um, just like life and stuff. And like Sam is obviously leading this dude into a conversation where he says Andy, like where Andy has to say like, I didn't kill anybody, man. I didn't kill anybody. Like all Sam wants to hear is that he's not a bad guy. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Sam is just desperate yeah, for affirmation at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he's like, you know, that's like his only reference though. Cause Max is the only other uh, child like this that they've seen so far. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. From nightmare and like that dude was, I think I think for different reasons than just having demon blood. Like, <laughs> God damn. I mean, you know, he went through like a life of abuse, so you know that might be why that guy was killing people. True. Um, <laughs> I don't like so far. I don't really know. Like for plot reasons, I know why, but I don't really ever see where Sam comes up with the idea that he's going to turn into a. Person's I think he's just afraid suddenly. of that. I guess maybe, yeah. I think that he knows he he feels something inside of him that isn't right. It isn't normal, and he knows that. Uh, and mm-hmm. he's just worried about what that will lead to, and in some ways, with good reason. Yep. Dean comes back, and he is called Ash, and Ash has discovered that this chick. Um, was a person that Andy doesn't know, but had a baby around the time that Andy, that Andy was born and gave it up and had a baby mm-hmm. by the doctor that we saw earlier that, that has killed himself. So, uh, they can't find out anything else about it, but they can, if they can get into the sealed birth records. And of course, Andy is like, I can do that. That's easy. Yeah. We, we got that. <laughs> and then we literally have him saying to like some poor old security guard of like, come on, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta get out of here. These are not the droids you're looking for. Like he does this it, literally yeah. the Jedi mind control, which I totally, I am totally I mean, okay with like this works. That this I is would 100% do that. okay. If I had that power, I would definitely do that. Yeah, they couldn't help themselves anyway. 
And this is where um, they find out but, his bio mom had twins. Yeah. And Uh-oh. guess guess who is his twin brother? Andy, you're the best. Mr. <laughs> Chinstrap. <laughs> Adam Jensen. Bro. He oh. says bro so many times. And he says bro he so does. many times. It's great. Um at this point, we see Weber, I think is his name, or Webby, or Webbs, yes, or something whatever. like that. Yeah, it's Webbs. Webster. Def- definitely. Webhead. It's Webbs McGee. Um, <laughs> Webbs goes up to Tracy and is like, kind of like being all slimy and hitting on her. And yeah, then just gross. And then um, it, we, see a, we, we see her walking to a bridge, like, and it kind of cuts to this pretty quick, so you don't really get an yeah. idea of what's going on, but it cuts to this, and she's, like, mm-hmm. in her, like, night shift. Like, she's in this, like, real silky thing, which I feel is a little bit over the top, a little gratuitous, but okay, mm-hmm. whatever. I, I mean, it's it's a CW show. Like, everyone wants to see, like, hunks and fine ladies. I'm, I'm okay with. Uh, but she's, like, <laughs> she's she's walking up to the edge, and then she, like, walks off. And, of course, we know what this is. This is a Sam vision. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Sam wakes up, and then... Is like, oh shit, we need to go to this bridge. We go back to Webb. Webhead. I think Chris is what you said his name was. We go back to Webhead. (laughs) And uh, he's in the car with Tracy. And, man, could this dude be any grosser with this stuff? Like, it's like... He is like... Pimple popping motherfucker. Oh my god! Just like in there, griming it up. It's kind of it's kind of like if Neil had this ability. It's yes, what it's like yeah. every time, it's real gross. Every time she dudes. has a normal human reaction, he's like, "Stop crying!" And he's that is so crying. like, oh and it's man, like, there's like this I, true inner anguish that this woman is is fighting against, uh, but it just keeps being like wiped over. It's like her body is feeling the grossness of the situation but he's not letting her mind acknowledge it and it's like i don't i don't know like suffering i don't know how intentional it was for the showrunners to do this like this made me so uncomfortable it's absolutely intentional i think this is absolutely yeah because it sets up something with andy and tracy later but like holy cow his line of uh this is where i bring my girls and they seem to enjoy it or well I enjoy it, so that means that they enjoy it. Like, it's really creepy and rapey, and I don't like this at all. No. And he's, like, making her take off her clothes, which is how she's going to get in the shift later. But, and I like this part, Sam just fucking busts in the window, and he's yeah. like, you need yeah. to get out. Like, he, he tries to and he's like, power hey, man. Sam, and Sam just fucking decks him, man. I love yeah. it when people just get Punch punched the fuck out. Get face. This is so good. Watching, oh, man, watching so the boys Watching the boys do cool Winchester stuff is always super great, especially when they set up like the slimiest dude we have met on the show so far. Like we've seen some true, like they're real monsters and stuff, but like this guy's just good. And then just watching him get punched in the face by like a six foot seven dude. Like, and it's yeah, even better because that. he's Sam to you know be fooled, yeah. or be controlled mm-hmm. the way that everybody else is. But no, he just gets a fist. He gets like he gets jarpeted like he's six five fist in the face. <laughs> and then um I love this because up to this point they've realized with Andy that like all of his commands have to be verbal. So like not only does he punch him in the face, he br- instantly brings out the uh, duct tape and duct tapes his mouth shut. Meanwhile, Andy grabs Tracy drags her off a little bit and then doubles back to go kick the head in the, in the yeah. stomach a few times. Which like, hey, 
Go Andy. I get it, dude. Like, this dude stole your girl and is being a super creepazoid. He deserves to get kicked in the stomach. Like, if this was 2017, I guarantee you Webhead would be a Nazi and we could all should punch Nazis yep. in the face. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I, yeah. It's it was, hard not to draw those parallels. Hard yeah, not to that's draw exactly those what parallels. I was thinking. I was just like, oh man, I love watching bad people get punched. This is great. Um, but like, uh, it's like, and I actually kind of like how, like, it, he was super annoying before and you're just, it, you know, when you're first watching, you're like, that guy's dumb. Like, why is he even in the show? And you realize, like, he, he just wants attention, but, like, he's getting it in the worst way possible. And, like, he's just like, hey, man, will you please hang out with me so we can be, like, bros? Well, th- <laughs> and this is funny because um, we realize he, like, as he's being beat the fuck down, um, he kind of, like, sends a mental command to Tracy. And Tracy picks up, mm-hmm. like, a stick and, like, whacks Jared over the – excuse me, Sam over the head with it. And that's when we get to – that's when we realize, like, oh, shit, this dude has been training. And this back and forth between mm-hmm. Andy and Webhead is, is actually pretty interesting. Like It's actually real good. Webhead is, is, like, I wanted to come talk to you. Yellow-Eyed Demon said it was bad. And, like, Andy is, like, dude, you – you found out you have a brother and you start killing people? Like, what the fuck is wrong with yeah. you? Are you insane? Why? I love Andy's response to all of this. Well, because, like, he, uh, Webhead's giving, like, your standard supervillain speech. He's like, well, you know, this is, I had my reasons for what I did. And Andy's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> that is not the proper reaction. You don't have your reasons. You're just insane. Yeah. <laughs> because you call me up and we go get a, a beer like you don't yeah, start like that's what people. you do <laughs> but Andy I want to go see Aerosmith <laughs> oh he loves Aerosmith so much he, he loves Aerosmith so much nobody needs to see Steven Tyler anywhere um, no maybe that's what it, that's what did it he, he convinces Andy he doesn't convince Andy but he threatens to uh, have Tracy walk off the bridge and tells Andy like hey yeah you, if mm-hmm. you practice hard enough you can just do this mentally you don't have to do it with the verbal commands Meanwhile, you would know that if we hung out more bro yeah that dude has the worst voice it's all about hanging out like he just wants to hang out it's not like if we honed our powers together bro you, you would know that if we hung out bro <laughs> Meanwhile, it just says bro every sentence. Dean has taken the biggest fucking sniper rifle that definitely yeah, does not fit into the trunk. Like, homeboy, would you get that? Where did you get this sniper rifle? Like, did Bobby give this to you? Why did Bobby? Did you steal? You stole this? Maybe he got it had, from the local hardware store. Maybe he got it from the local hardware store. They Andy with them. They could get that. <laughs> Sorry, that was really good. That same fucking dude just selling guns all over the fucking place. Yeah. You look like an established young man, Keith Richards. Yeah. <laughs> Here's <Yeah>. this guy. <laughs> just, that, that guy's a victim in all this. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, oh, but he's drawing a beat on um, Webhead, and Webb is like, <laughs> looks over and is like, I see you. And like, Dean starts to pull, put the gun to himself, and that's when we hear the gunshot, and Andy has like shot this dude in the back of the head, like killed his own mm-hmm. brother. Which is how they get out of it either been... of the brothers taking, you know, actually killing a regular human. <laughs> yeah. well, even though I guess he's not a regular human, but you know. It would have been pretty cool to see Dean take some. From from downtown, just you know, half court I mean, shot. It would have been cool, but no then way, we'd have no to have way. Like Dean two is... episodes of Dean being super bummed about it. Yeah, and, but of and, course, and so another three is... episode of Sam being like, "How did you make that shot, man? Like, I tested the yeah. wind, and you were definitely off in your degrees." Yeah, <laughs> like, secrets. Um... <laughs> but this is uh, this is just affirming all of Sam's fears of like, yeah, no, uh, that dude's a that's that's two out of four. People we've met with psychic powers, including himself, uh, who were just total monsters. Yep. 
Which yeah, this, this I think sucks the, for Sam. This this is something though where like I they it's either heavily implied or outright stated by uh by Webhead or the yellow eyed demon was recently in contact with him. Like relatively recently. Yeah, he's anyway. been the one like telling like, him like, it, Hey, this is what you need to do. These people are te- tearing mm-hmm. your partner or brother. You know, you shouldn't tell him any of this. Like he's been like guiding this dude along and like Andy doesn't know idea who this guy is. Sam is hearing it while he's like knocked mm-hmm. out on the ground. Um we we missed one thing in this in this situation, which is gonna be pretty important, is during this altercation between Tracy and Andy and Webhead, um Andy has to turn to Tracy because she still has like this club or whatever that's on the bridge, which seems like a driving hazard. But she has he has to like force her mm. to stop using his powers. Like he tells her stop, yeah, and she has to like completely shut down. Um, after Webhead is killed, it's the next day, and the cops are there. And for some reason, Sam and Dean hang out, which doesn't seem like a Sam and Dean. Yeah, they should have fucking yeah, bailed right the hell out of there. Get the hell out! <laughs> like you don't even like wow. they can they. They can have conversations and still leave before the cops get there. One hundred percent. Night time when the altercation happened, and now it's daytime. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, like so, Andy talks about how he never he, he never once uses powers on on Tracy. That was the first time that he had to do it, and how like, I, and I think that like as gross as like this is again, this is not excusing what he was doing before with, you know, the various women that I am sure he supped with that we didn't see. Maybe they just like him because he's a really see. cool laid back guy. Well, no, he's very obviously using his powers on them, <laughs> but like there is Good like, one, Chris. Not an, an, yeah, nice try. Um, the, uh, he's, there is kind of like, he's very bumbling and like, he's not, innocent but he's very unaware of what's going on and i feel like this situation having to use it on her i think spoilers this dude comes back and like he's a little more mature the next time we see him and i think this is that beginning where he learns like oh that's not okay to just use this on people to get what i want out of them like that's super manipulative and yeah like let's just also talk about it's a very minor thing but he comes out of his house um after he says bon voyage to the woman that he probably tricked into sleeping with him um and there's a guy walking down the street with a coffee in his hand, and he's like, hey, can I have that? Yeah. He just takes the coffee out of this poor man's hand. Um, first of all, that's mean. Second of all, that's gross. Just yeah, take the, the drink out of that coffee. So I, mean, that, but I think that just shows you just how careless Andy is with his power. He's yeah. not trying to hurt people, but he doesn't. He just also is like, well, I, very can, I can get stuff from this, right? He's not concerned he, with any kind of consequences. Yeah, but he doesn't point. think about how that might affect other people. He doesn't mm-hmm. think about how the fact that there's this woman he just tricked into sleeping with him, or this man who just bought a coffee and now he doesn't have a coffee. Uh, it's just these little things that mean he, nothing to him, and now this is suddenly all a reality check. He told mm-hmm. Sam when Sam and him are having bonding time, like between the time where his bio mom gets burns herself alive and they figure out that it's his bio mom. He tells Sam like, "Oh man, when I found this, this was a gift. Like this is a, this is this opened up my life." And Sam says like, "You live in a van," and he's like, "Yeah, that's, this is all that I need. Like I'm just doing my thing. Like I don't need to do anything." Which yeah. is a is is kind of an immature. It's an it's a sign of immaturity, right? Like it's this dude going mm-hmm. like, "Oh, I don't really need any more than like sex and whatever whatever." coffee i can steal off of dudes in the street which like how do you not have herpes by now like that's super gross like probably does but he but he also like like you said steven like he's this he's going to show some maturity like this this is going to change him in fact when at the very Mm -hmm. end of this uh sam and dean sam looks at him and says like i hate to do this to you but we gotta go (laughs) we're leaving and you, you can't come with and andy's like what what do i do 
And Dean says, well, you, you need to be good or we'll be back. Like, I think that, that, yeah. that moment kind of crystallizes in Andy's mind of like, oh yeah, like I have this thing and there's people out there that will do bad things with this thing or for this thing. Mm-hmm. I should probably do good with it. And we don't see any of that yeah. in this episode. Some of that's like kind of future projecting, but I really think that that's exactly what happens to that character right now. Yeah, which it's nice to see that. Like, I, I like seeing, you know, not only, you know, there's hope for Sam, but also like, it's like, you know, this is the first guy that they've, quote unquote started to hunt that you know we got it with the vampires a little bit and then here like you know like we are starting to get you know maybe not shades of gray but you know it, they don't always have to end with them I mean, they still kill a guy at the end but it doesn't always have to end with them you know murdering a bunch of monsters and be like we did it i'm out <laughs> you know and they, like, and they got the nice easy way out with this. uh max right back in nightmare in season one like he killed himself yeah because he killed there, himself there was yeah. no well, conflict. It, it, there was conflict there mm-hmm. but like they it's not like they could have prevented or it's not like they actively did something like they were trying mm-hmm. to save that dude and he killed himself this is much much different so so Let's, then uh, they go back to the roadhouse yeah, we get a phone call from Ellen, and uh, you know that it's serious because Soundgarden's Fell on Black Days starts playing, which, <laughs> man, yep. I don't know if you guys have ever had a girlfriend call you with Fell on Black Days playing in the background, but you know she's breaking up with you. Yeah, that's <laughs> never a good thing. That's not a good thing. <laughs> um, but they get a call with to Ellen from Ellen saying, like, come here, we need to talk, and... Uh, there's this there's this neat little gag that I really like where she uh before the boys get there she tells um Joe like hey Joe go get that extra case of beer we're going to need it. And the, so the boys show up um while Joe is pulling out the beer Ellen's grilling the boys and saying like okay there's something going on I need to know what's happening. This is not just your war, this is a war. We're all fighting. They hold all the cards. Dean says no we don't you know we don't want to tell you this is family. Sam and then Sam just immediately confesses everything because Sam is just so desperate for a new mom. He's so, yeah, he so really needs a mother for Ellen mom. He he is definitely latching on to her like in that in probably an unhealthy way. But I do like Ellen whenever she really just puts her foot down. It's like nah, nah, you're gonna tell me, and this is why. Like she pulls out, she's like, I write. She it is kind of a mom move. She's like, I found this stuff from Ash and I put it together because I know what's going on. And then she's like, so tell me what in the world is going on. Um, and he does. He lays out the psychic kids. He lays out the demons. Um, Ellen mm-hmm. says, well, like, we have a pattern. Like, if you've told Ash that, you know, these kids can, you know, they all have these fires, like, we can track them. We can get a number of them, like, and we can figure out how many we're dealing with. And Sam says, and he kind of reveals, like, oh, no, like, we actually don't know that because Andy's twin brother didn't have that happen. And mm-hmm. Andy's twin yeah. brother, Webhead, like, we, we wouldn't have known about him using these patterns. So there could be who knows how many out there. And that's where the music kicks up and Ellen turns to Joe and he says, actually, Joe, we're going to need the whiskey. <laughs> Which, <laughs> yeah. It's a good gag. I like that. And that's, that's, um, that's our episode, yeah. fellas. Like that's, that's it. Mm-hmm. We what do we, it. Chris, what do we think about this episode and these three as a whole? A lot of gross, slimy villains in these three episodes. Oh, um, yeah. Grossness. I like Gordon though. <laughs> Gordon's a pretty, he's not exactly slimy. He's just a psycho. Um, but overall, these are really solid. They're all very above average. These aren't our top tier episodes, but they're like they're definitely they're definitely better than the average middle of the road episode. And uh, I think season two as a whole, despite the fact that I ended up really liking season one, I think season two 
on average, really steps it for basically every single episode. So even the yeah. bad episodes are never as bad as the bad episodes from season one. Yeah, the, the baseline is is substantially higher than it mm-hmm. was in season yeah. one, and that continues to actually, I think, improve at least up through like season five. Like I think that the the baseline for the show just keeps getting higher and higher. Where mm-hmm. they they really learn how to dial in their filler episodes to still be really entertaining to watch. Yeah, I like. I ended up liking all three of these. I'm I'm pretty disgusted mm. by several of the things that happened in them, and I'm glad that the writers managed to make this happen, with the exception of Andy and some of his casual like mind forcing people to have sex with him and like kind of treat it as a joke. Like otherwise, without that, like they actually treated this pretty well. They treated these people of doing gross things as gross people, mm-hmm. which. Supernatural is always fairly inclusive. Like there's a lot of there's yep. a lot of stuff thrown around, but like at a certain point the writers started realizing who their audience is and start writing for that audience, which I think is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's a it's a good thing yeah. to be inclusive. It's a good way a good thing to be concerned with those with the kind of vocabulary that you use when you discuss things. This is going to get better and better. These three, I think just like from a just a again I said this earlier with the first one from a pure production standpoint, great special effects, like yeah. excellent directing. Excellent acting all around. Like, there's not really a bad example of acting. Like, even the goofy dot guy who is like, you know, just jocularly running down the street and like could be played for so much cheese, but it it actually really, really works. Especially with when it's contrasted against like the later horrors that he's going to commit. Mm-hmm. All of that really works for me. Like, these three ended up being really, really good episodes to me. I'm, I'm, man, I am high on season two right now. Like, this is this is I'm, I'm excited. Let's go. Let's go watch yeah. some more episodes and then record some more tonight. Let's do it, guys. Oh, sure. Tonight, yeah. <laughs> No, I don't have work in the morning. Um, no, yeah, I, I definitely think like the these three really exemplify that like there is nothing as like bad as like the racist truck episode, or like or like Wendigo isn't really a bad episode. It's just really boring. Um, like the the production value being so high, like the quality of like just like the a lot of times it's real easy to tell TV like television by the way it's shot and like the directors in especially in season 2 is when they really start just kicking up their game of like doing those real fun camera tricks like when Gordon goes down that back alley and like the they make sure they frame it real tight and it's all in like one shot and it's all handheld so it gives it that you know it's it just feels bigger and better than a, a weekly television show you know um, and I think I think that's kind of you know, one of the things, along with you know the um, one of many things that makes Supernatural kind of stand up is like these kind the quality uh, that goes into these episodes. Heck yeah! Final words, Chris. Heck yeah! <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to Monster of the Week. You can find us at monsteroftheweek.cool. Um, you can find our Twitters and our Tumblers and our Instagrams and our Facebooks and anything else there on that site, as well as links to all of our personal stuff. We all have our own little projects going besides Supernatural Podcasts. Chris, what do you do on the side? I do the Chomp Chain Podcast. Uh, it's about video games. Uh, I have a YouTube channel, which is called Local Bones, but I don't really post on it. I just do. I do have some fake uh, ghost hunting videos on there that remind me of Supernatural in some ways. They're kind of corny. Very but- funny. Thank you. Very, very, very funny. Also, I'm sorry if I ruined this episode, everybody. You didn't ruin this nah, episode, okay. Chris. It was Steven's You're fault. Steven, where do you, <laughs> yep. what else do you do on the internet? Um, right now, not a whole lot of anything. Time doesn't really permit. There's still a backlog of platformers you can listen to of me and some friends just uh, cutting up. 
if you liked some of the chaos that might bleed into this episode, you'll probably like that. Uh, um, but yeah, you can follow me uh, at FromSoftJunkie to hear all my rantings and ravings and whatnot on the internet. And I have another podcast called Dark Insight where we talk about video games with a bunch of funny accents from New Zealand and London and Scotland <laughs> and all over the world. So go check that out at darkinsight.net. Once again, you've been listening to MonsterTheWeek.cool, and we will see you next time with three more episodes. So many things that I say, so many great, funny, charming, handsome things I say. You're getting cut off. Do you have the right show? Um, <laughs> you start I think podcast? that, uh, that, I think so that the audio distortion is uh, changing your uh, what you're hearing from me. I used to be very straight edge. Because I went to a lot of hardcore shows. I was like, yeah, I'm on a threat, dude. Straight edge. Hardcore. <laughs> Fuck it, you smoke it in here, you better be on fire. Um... And now I've just... That's a legitimate... That's a lyric to... Uh, oh, that, was, that was a Morrissey song. What? <laughs> if you're smoking here, you better be on fire. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's... it's um... <laughs> no, it's funny. Like, somebody was saying, like, oh, like, Chris, you're so raunchy on there. Uh, and I don't realize that that's how I am. But, like, I am super gross about this stuff. And I'm really, like, not... I guess. I don't think that I'm a pervert. I don't think you're uh, being that gross. I mean, you might be, but... <laughs> it's just the... It's just the... Uh, it's just the extra material. Like, all of the stuff we put at the end is just... Like, when we... I mean, we had extended conversations about, like, Snowstorm's yeah. creaminess. Yeah. See, I used like, that word that I didn't even think... I didn't even think you anything of it. technically the ones that made it gross, I guess, in that in that situation. Right. Just like I wasn't defending the racist truck. <laughs> you guys but were just saying I was. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
It's like, like we went from raccoon to I guess like somewhere in Africa and then Louisiana. My girlfriend yeah. constantly anytime anything about Resident Evil comes up, she's just like Raccoon City is the like just the dumbest name ever. So dumb. to me, I was always like, no, it's fine. Like it's the spooky city from Resident Evil. What are you talking about? She's like Raccoon City, city Chris. Raccoon that started city. from the Umbrella Corporation. And I was like, but, okay, well, thing. they're they're you know they're Japanese. It probably sounds cool. And she's like, does it sound cool, Chris? Does it sound cool? I'm pretty sure it sounds the same. <laughs> Guys, I'm here for the shipping convention. Uh, I heard that there were a couple of shippers in here. <laughs> Who wants to talk about dog penises on the Winchesters? Oh, oh that's just God. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah, you thought you <laughs> Hey, Steve. Hey, buddy. Uh, how, about you, how about you stop kink shaming? That's a, that's a pretty, that's a pretty rough joke there, Steven. <laughs> <laughs> You guys ready? So I'm yeah. I'm thinking I'll do the intro this time if you want to just get right into it. Um, okay, we're back with another episode of Monster of the Week. <laughs> this episode we'll be covering season two, episode three. You're already fucking up. You, did, you didn't say the episode number. You didn't do our catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> You're fucking up, Chris. <laughs> uh, I, well, I have my own style, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Tina Belcher. Stop yucking my up. How about that, bud? <laughs> Do you guys want to say the boys are back in town in unison? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll say the boys Never. and you guys say are back in town. <laughs> Ready? Okay. Season two, episode three, and the boys get fucked. Are back in get town. town. Steve! <laughs> Jeremy, okay, Jeremy, I like your I like your gusto, but you were a little late on the delivery. So yeah, I wasn't going to drink tonight, and I found all of these weird craft beers that my wife had got, has gotten as a gift in my refrigerator, and one of them is called Rye of the Lager, which isn't a good yeah. pun, because it doesn't quite go, but I just couldn't resist it. I was like, okay, I'll, isn't I'll have that, that like, the whole point of a pun, though, is that they're kind of not very good. Sure. What the fuck is it a pun on? Eye of the Tiger? Oh. See, if, I, if you have to explain the joke, it's a bad joke. See, my mind was just going to, like, Catcher in the Rye, and then for some reason I thought of Flight <laughs> oh, of the Navigator. You were, you were way... Wow. What? I don't know. Hey, I'm also He's drinking. He's got River so. Phoenix on the brain, so it's fine. Yeah, take that Sudwork brewing. Your joke sucks. Take... take... I, hope you're, I hope you're listening. Oh, shit. Yeah, pod beef. All right, boys. Are we back in town? We're we're back in town. Yo, we're real quick though, let me get the notes up so that I can read. <laughs> we're, we're back in town in the cut, yo. We've been okay. we've been talking for an hour and you haven't had the notes up yet. <laughs> <laughs> yo, let me. All right, don't fucking come at me with that shit, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm good now. I'm good to go. I, I did have a up. I just didn't. Do we have all the... Okay, you did, you did episode synopsis. Good. Yeah, synopsis. Yeah, I got you. Okay. Is my it's literally, it's ever... literally the only thing that I contribute to the show, so I have to do it. Well, I don't do anything at this point. Um, <laughs> I'm basically just actively putting making a logo. the show worse. I'm actively... <laughs> I bring the show down with my audio. <laughs> he's, he's legitimately detrimental. <laughs> yeah, this would sound better overall as a product without me on it. 
this is Monster of the Week, a creepy but supernatural. Nope, that's not how that works. You done fucked it, Jimmy. You done fucked it. I thought you were just switching it up to be cool. Nope. Um, a creepy but supernatural podcast. <laughs> Ready to go? Uh, yeah. Hey, look, I still got to. I got to watch shitty X Men movies for the rest sound of the night. Confident at all? <laughs> oh, you have to watch the movies. Uh, no, we're doing. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of the Generation X pilot. <laughs> you haven't. Uh, you definitely haven't. Are you guys going to Legion at all? Probably. Uh, we'll, we'll definitely be talking about it like as it airs because I'm sure both of us going to watch it. Like I'll be watching that shit day one. Uh, I don't know when yeah. we will like cover it for the show. It just kind of depends on where the show goes. Well, so. I, I just know it's supposed to be like super tangential, or I didn't. So I didn't know if you guys because I'm not going to watch it. And I figure you guys are probably going to be the only exposure I get to that show. I mean, in, in the in the comics, Legion is literally Professor Xavier's son. Like his whole thing is. Oh, has, that's that guy. Yeah, he has multiple personalities, oh. and every personality has a different mutant power. Like it's yeah. I knew that. I knew about the character. I didn't know that's what he was called or what. That, I didn't know that's what that show was going to be about. Chris is like, can you please shut oh, the fuck sorry. up about X Men? <laughs> sorry. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! What's that? <laughs> <laughs> Did my audio cut out? <laughs> you, you left. Like your picture disappeared. Yeah, my uh, for some reason my thing just, just like hung up. It was tired of me sending pictures of uh, James from Twin Peaks. I really, that was really distracted to realize that that was in the chat. Yeah, sorry, sorry to the listener. Like, oh this episode God. is not going to be as good as it should be because uh, I'm distracting the guys. Yeah, me and Chris have been just been posting nothing but James Hurley pictures from Twin Peaks in the chat this entire time. Oh, that's good stuff. Chris, I'm going to stop you right now. No more. <laughs> I see you. What you're doing to the chat. <laughs> Chris has disappeared from the mic. <laughs> He's just uploading this thing. He's uploading the same image of Agent Cooper half naked and looking like he's about to orgasm in an I feel myself video. So good. I'm I'm actually actively ruining this episode. <laughs> <laughs> we told you that's what you do. So it's a self fulfilling prophecy. It's fine. Yeah, very fun stuff. <laughs> God damn it, Chris! <laughs> so we wake up if from Chris this. Chris goes and- quiet for like twenty seconds. He's he's bombarding <laughs> us with with spam with twin pe- half naked twin peaks pictures. This Guys, is ridiculous. I'm really trying to um, I'm not trying to do a bug. Motherfuckers, I swear to God. <laughs> You're going to make this episode so fucking hard for me to edit. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm literally going to stop recording right now. <laughs> wait, I didn't even... Wait, what happened? I missed this one. Oh, no, St- Steven is now sending shit on Twitter. <laughs> oh, this isn't. this one's not my fault, then. I just noticed Chris's profile picture. What? What? <laughs> I ain't do shit. I'm I hate y'all so much. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. I'm sorry. Guys, we have to get through this. It's, it's know, getting late. I know. I know. I know it's my fault because I'm the one doing all this. <laughs> but you, but it's your fault. It's all three of our faults. Let's be real. It's. My, I mean, I did send like. At least you guys have an excuse. I, I am totally sober right now. So. <sighs> anyway, I'm closing Twitter. 
thing? I'm real. Oh no, Steven just completely disappeared. Uh, I'm so glad that happened guess, after the recording. Yeah. <laughs> that was really well timed. <laughs> do you think do you think his, you know what uh, I want? do you think his roommate was smoking weed and he just fell asleep on the keyboard? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it was. <laughs> <laughs> that he just immediately out. fell. Yeah. Oh, he's back! Hmm, what's that smell? <laughs> out, head, head right onto the mouth. So he knocked him over. God on. damn it! <laughs> Could've, it couldn't have happened was, at a better spot. Couldn't have happened at a better spot, man.